happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm your host, Johnny Monoxide, and um, I'm all by myself right now. As far as... Uh-oh. Wait, wait. The music is doing the music thing again. Stop it. That's such a badass song, though. Um, I am joined by several guests this evening. Uh, Jack is going to be joining me in a little bit, but I got the gang from the F-250 report. Mike Sledge, Scorpio, and Cleast uh, East. I can't even say your name, bro. Nobody can. How do you, East Enders? East Wooden Doors. East Clint East Wooden Doors. Oh my God! All right. Hi guys. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Greetings. Good evening. Good evening. What at all? <clears throat> oh man. Um. Yeah, thanks for coming by, guys. Um, little Im- yeah, impromptu uh, paranormies here. I was trying to get up all the the streaming services here so I could see what's going on. Uh, we are live on Pilled. We are live on D Live, and we are live on Odyssey. So, uh, after uh, after Pilled, is it Pilled.net? It's Pilled.net. Yes. Okay. If that ever goes down, will they make a suppository.net? I, I don't know if they're going to make a suppository.net. It might be a suppository uh, dot... What was the stuff that, that Anglin was on for a while there? Oh, like... Uh, like dot Wang. Wind. Dot Wind. Yes. Dot Wang. <laughs> Jesus. Where, that's where they force the content right up your ass. Yes, right. It's just always... It's, it's such unforced content those guys nothing is ever forced what are you talking about all this stuff is is just is natural comedic uh naturally intended stuff i would never force anything on anybody johnny never do it i never do anything i've never forced my views on anybody i keep everything on infowars.com prisonplanet.com that's where i try to keep everything <laughs> bill Hicks is coming back for a reunion tour soon trust me Oh boy, who? Hold on, who's coming back for a reunion tour? Bill Hicks and oh. me, of course. Alex Jones, I'm right? Bill Hicks. Hicks and Alex Jones. Oh boy, yeah, you're gonna. All right, I won't do my Alex Jones if you're gonna do your Alex Jones. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man, why is this? Okay, so I'm trying to get all the live stuff going, and because um, we're just we're just getting started here. So it's Saturday night. Uh, a block party. I don't know what we're gonna do, guys. What are we gonna What are we gonna do, guys? We were supposed to have we, we had a we had a guest last week, and he canceled on us. So we had to like throw a show together, and, yeah. and then I forgot that we had a show coming up this week. And I was like, wait a minute, I went on their show. Those guys were cool. Let's have them on our show. Yeah, we appreciate it. We were we were gonna have Max Egan on this week, but he can't get power going in Mexico, so it never happened. Yeah, what are you guys? What's up with that? That's what are you guys gonna talk to Max about? Oh. Why well, I don't know. Well, what what is the link? What what are the what can I? Is there any words I can't say on here? No, you can say whatever you want. I was going to ask him if he likes niggers or not. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I don't know what he's going to say, but uh, he's going to hang up. <laughs> yeah, he'll hang we're, up. We're going to talk about some real shit, but uh, it's, it can't happen because he he doesn't have a smartphone because he's he's really off the grid and uh what? he doesn't okay. have power so he can't use his shitty laptop to talk to us 
Oh no! So is he like John Levi? Like is he doing like the real off grid stuff? Yeah. No, he's doing the the drifter stuff. Where you oh, drift he's, Acapulco. Around Mexico. he's not off grid. He lives in Acapulco. Yeah, I was gonna say Acapulco is not exactly off grid. Yeah. No, mate, he's off the he's off the uh, Illuminati uh, smart grid, mate. I see. In Acapulco. <laughs> in Alca- yeah, of, of all places. I've only ever heard of Acapulco being mentioned as like a prize that you get to go to like on the Price is Right. You know? Yeah, or Acapulco Gold. Or Acapulco Gold, which supposedly back in the day would knock your dick in your watch pocket. Like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be sitting there, you feel something cold on your floor, on your shoulder, you look up, it's the floor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This Nothing. means that Max Egan, when the Illuminati does come to get rid of him, he won't be able to call for help. Man, he doesn't have a phone. And the power's always. I don't know what he's going to do when the Illuminati actually shows up to get him. You know, It's going to oh. be hard in Acapulco there. He'll, go, to, he'll, go, he'll go hide out in the secret garden. Oh, in the secret, or, or do some cliff diving to get away from them? Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what, it must be a hard life. You know? Now, I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to why Max Egan sounds so familiar. He's been a truther forever. What's his He's big the thing? Bald guy What's his big deal? That like wears the same shirt every day and walks around and pretty calming voice. Yeah, and he kind of mixes, you know, spiritual stuff with conspiracy stuff. And then he'll kind of tiptoe around the Jewish question and then say, you know, anyone that's talking about the Jews is part of the problem. And then he'll talk about the Jews a couple episodes later. So he's kind of an odd character, but interesting. It kind of just depends on how much weed he smoked that day. Uh, well, yeah, he's probably had to smoke a lot to talk to Max. Hey, we could change the day. We could change the world in the day, mate. Just got to change your mind. Oh, man. Speaking of um, guys with accents, uh, Martin Liedeke, Flat Earth British, is in the United States. He's over there hanging out in Texas with our buddy Jason from Archaics. Huh. And, uh, Archaic. Have you guys checked him out at all? Have you guys checked out the archaic yeah. stuff that we've, li- we've been talking about? I've listened to a bunch of, uh, what's that, Jason Brashears, right? Yes, Jason uh, Brashears, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. I don't know, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I love I love getting into all those topics, and I think they're interesting. I love get going as far out there as I possibly can. That's pretty way out there, the archaic stuff. Uh, the pure simulation theory with the Phoenix event and yeah. all that? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know. You know, I hope it's true, you know, and make life a lot more interesting, but who knows? I mean, the resets, well, reset theories. All right. Now, you guys know what reset theory is, right? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. What is your what you, what is your opinion? Let's go around the, the the room here with the F250 guys. What is your opinion on the reset theory? Scorpio, you go. You know the most about this stuff, man. Well, you're talking about kind of like the mud flood and the timeline stuff. Sure, all of it. Like whatever. Yeah. Well, because it all well, it all I tends to get lumped together. Well, well, I, I believe there's been multiple resets. Uh, you know, if you go, it's interesting. If you read Plato's, uh, you know, writings on um, Atlantis, the Egyptian priest that relayed the story of Atlantis said that there had been three previous civilizations before Atlantis that came and went that were highly advanced. So, you know, and if you look into some of the you know, archaeological anomalies, like, you know, finding jewelry and lumps of coal, and other things, you know, I think it's certainly possible that uh, th- this game has been reset multiple times because I think what ends up happening every time is as the game advances and if you have a money system, you're always going to end up with the same problem. You're going to have a bunch of 
Jewish uh, oligarchs mm-hmm. who essentially own everything and try to make everyone into a slave. And I think the only way to to, to uh, stop that is to reset the whole game board, knock everything over, and start all over again. I think it's happened multiple times. Oh, absolutely! I think they've they've shaken the etch a sketch per se. If you want to say it like that, or however you yeah. want to do it, but uh, it's been it's been reset quite a few times. I mean, you can you can tell. I mean, like we've got leftovers from all from the last one and then the one before that and the one before that even there's the buildings and the architecture and oh yeah no, i love i love the the mud flood stuff with the buildings you know because it is absurd the idea that some of these buildings were built without power tools without any kind of you know modern equipment or cranes uh, pretty impossible once you start to look into the logistics of it all that they were carting around giant blocks of stone on you know horse and buggies and using you know uh, hand saws to cut blocks of stone that weigh several tons. It's just simply not possible. Copper hand saws are cutting these things. Yeah, twenty foot straight lengths of granite. Sure, sure. Where everything's that- cut perfectly because you know if you have the slightest you know, flaw in the cuts, your building's going to become, you know, crooked over, over a period of a hundred blocks or so. Right. So it's got, everything has to be absolutely perfect to have the, the right shape. So, and then the craftsmanship in some of the, you know, the detail work in the craftsmanship. And then of course, the, why are the doors so giant on these old buildings? You have to wonder who There's was going in and out of those buildings. So many, so many anomalies with that. Like, yeah, just looking around the Vatican, for example, or Paris, at the uh, at the architecture there, it, looking at some of the basil- like the basilicas in in the Vatican, St. Peter's Basilica, or, and like some of the frescoes there. There's that one, um, the mosaic that is. I forgot how big it is. It's like it's huge, but it's it physically be impossible to do it today, even with computers. Like the things that they have there, but supposedly, supposedly these people were just—they were just artisans. They spent their whole lives devoted to doing this art, and that's why it was so good. That's why these—that's why the um, the rape of Persephone is such an amazing work of art because these marble sculptors were just—you know—they're just dedicated to um to their art to their artwork, I guess, right? Well, it's just odd we can't reproduce any of it today. Not even with the three D printer. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> That's the one that gets me. The one the you know, that's the one that's the joke we joked uh, I couldn't remember the name of it. It was the molestation of some lady, I called it. But it's the rape of Persephone. It's the one where it's got like you can see like hands, fingers pressing into the flesh of her legs and whatever. And you can't like that's carved into marble. And like the I forgot which one it is, but it's like a veil and you can see the woman through the veil. It's amazing things that are just that are done with marble. That there's there's no way that you could do that with a, a chisel and a hammer and a and a file. Um, yeah, I think another interesting aspect of the whole resets uh, is that, um, you know, not even only from an archaeological standpoint or an architectural standpoint, from a historical standpoint, I think it's mostly it's even more important because I think what happens is is that. The one thing that I found out over the years from reading and researching all this uh, information is that we as a white race, as white people, have been totally lied to more than any other group of people uh, here in this realm uh, about our true history and our accomplishments and everything that we've been able to do, you know, build in the past. All, all the civilizations, the history. I mean, even if you get into 
like the Indo-European history, all that. Uh, mm. Even if you get into stuff like the Great Wall, which in my opinion was built by, by the Aryan people to keep out who are the modern day Chinese. I believe that 100% that we actually built the wall. I think that, uh, you know, we used to rule uh, most of the of this realm with an iron fist uh, globally. And I think we were pushed back. And uh, I think the, the number one reason for all the resets more than just the stuff that you, you two were just talking about is the fact that they buried our true spiritual history and our true history as a race. And I think we've been totally lied to more than any other group. And I think that they keep on doing these resets over and over, over, and over again, not only to cover up their oive criminalities, uh, but also to keep us, uh, in lack of knowledge that so we'll be, you know, in perpetual slavery to these people. And then also, I believe that the other reason was to cover up the entity or entities that are above the uh, the Jewish power structure, which I think is, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think they're uh, it's totally demonically run or mm. alien run, whatever you want to call it, above yeah. them. I think that uh, the Jewish power structure, structure is just merely a uh, the operating system you know, the, the, like middle managerial class, I think there's something more ominous and big above them that they really covered up. And that's also one of the main reasons for the reset. So remember, and it covers up who really runs the thing, runs the system, and also covers up uh, the true history of, of our bloodline. You know? mm. So that's the two cents on that. Well, that's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a huge, huge part of it is yeah. to erase the yeah. history and cover it up. Um, you know, just just seeing what they can do while people are still alive to change the history. Imagine what they can do if yeah. they just erase groups of large groups of people. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, there's, there's been all kinds of speculation here recently uh, on these resets. Like I've heard a lot of out there theories, like, you know, all the events in the past never really happened. Like the civil war never happened. It was fake. The, uh, you know, all the stuff that you think happened really never happened. Those were just cover stories for whatever traumatic event or dramatic event happened that changed the, the, the planet or where the hell we live on. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so, uh, I've heard all those theories too. I'm not sure, you know, I'm open to all of them. I, I like to delve into all of those theories because I think they're interesting, but I mean, how real are they? I don't really know. It's hard mm -hmm. for anybody to say. I mean, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know about the Civil War. I, I think that's probably real. But, you know, like the, the California gold rush, I think that could absolutely be a cover story for the fact that there was already stuff in California. And, uh, you know, it, it, the whole story doesn't really add up very well. Neither does the story of Utah that supposedly these Mormons, you know, came across the United States in wagons. And then two years later, started building um, this enormous uh, monument, uh, this huge church out of stone blocks that were all cut perfectly. I, you know, I just don't buy it just because just the logistics of just surviving in the wilderness. Uh, then they built this giant library after that. I mean, it just it doesn't really add up. People are just trying to survive, aren't going to build these enormous monuments. It's just not possible. Where did they even get the tools from? And don't forget, David, the, 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 the reason the Mormons were used in that regard is because they were really the first, you know, major religion over here that was completely uh, invented by uh, Freemasonry, 100 oh, percent. That was so, so it was the yeah, you know, the, one of, there's a major uh, uh, a Mormon temple in, outside of San Diego that they built. And um, it's one of those places where you can't even go into unless you're at a certain rank in the church. Mm -hmm. but when it first opened, they did public tours. And I went on the, one of the tours. 
And there's Masonic symbols all over that. I mean, everywhere in the building, there's all these Masonic symbols. So clearly, even today, uh, the higher uh, realm of uh, the Mormon church, you have to be a high-level Freemason. You're not going to become one of the elders. Absolutely. Yeah, the Masons are very much synonymous with, uh, with, I mean, the other way around is what I meant. The Mormons were very much synonymous with Freemasonry. It's almost like they took Freemasonry, just copied it, and put, you know, added the Bible to it. The yep. version of it. Um, the endowment ceremony. Oh, yeah. It's basically the third degree, you know, Master Mason degree in Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all it is. called the endowment ceremony. Have you ever read that book, uh, Masonry Beyond the Light, The History of Mormonism? It's pretty good. I have not, actually. That's, That's one I don't that actually have. That sounds, that sounds like a good one. I should get that. Yeah, well, it's written by a guy that's very suspect, uh, Bill Schneblin. I don't, he's full oh, crap. Wow. But is that the guy who was the former high level Satanist that was like, a, yeah, like he got I mean, dude, there's a lot of books. There's a lot, there's a lot of books out there that we, that we have that are, that are <laughs> written by a lot of people that are kind of sus. You know, it's, the, it's the paranormies, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not exactly, it's not exactly, we don't get our, we don't get our, our, we don't have trusted sources per se, you know. <laughs> Well, that's what they used to piss me off, dude. Whenever I'd be in like any of these these other groups, uh, we won't mention any names, but um, you know, and I'm obviously the, the conspiracy guy, right? Now, always have been. So, like, I'd bring up stuff in our in our like our inner circle chats, and I was like, "So, what do you guys think of this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's just total crap." And I would post like you know what information I had, and they're like, "Oh, bit shoot video. Why don't you get us a real source?" I'm like, we, "Do you do you really think CNN?" But would you prefer would you prefer a Fox News source? Like is that what you guys really I never understood the whole like source when it comes to like stuff that is pretty much impro- not unprovable, but a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this show and in similar similar shows, it's it's hard to come up with solid facts, evidence, right? You can't you can't prove that there were no planes on 9-11, but you can show people enough uh, circumstantial evidence and media uh, errors and, and, and you know, mix-ups and stuff to where people can come to their own conclusion and be like, oh, okay, yeah, there were no planes. But Oops, you, the nose cone went all the way through the building. The right, design. right, right, that kind of thing. But you can't prove it, right? You know what I mean? You can't, like, I can prove that I went to the grocery store and bought milk because I have the milk and the receipt, Right. So like with the other, it's, it's so I think, hard. I think you can, I think you can prove it. It's just very difficult and it's kind of a thankless endeavor that most people aren't going to take up. Oh, it's such a thankless endeavor. I quit. Have you guys, have you guys quit trying to wake up everybody, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm pro vaccine. Not in like a dumb way, but I just, you know, I just, I think the vac, like uh, I'm not a big Warhammer guy, but I think some of the lore is interesting. And I, I view the vaccine as like the culmination of all the, uh, sins and evil in this uh world that's pretty funny one uh convenient vial for all the uh kind of just decrepit <laughs> you know uh soulless uh What's... normal folks to take you know all the uh gotta get back to work and gotta go to the sports ball and gotta buy this thing uh i, I know I, I try not to be negative but I, that is how i feel so Right, I I understand, and it's like you know if if these people are still interested in anybody who's still interested in getting the vaccine, you should just go ahead and get it. Hey, like, hey, hey, Johnny. Yeah. Would you love to get injected with something that was the culmination of big pharma and the government? No. Well, <laughs> I mean, seventy percent of America did. <laughs> I don't buy that number. First of all, I I never bought the seventy percent number. 
I could see at least half of America doing it. But I could I, see I, half. I, I can yeah. see the boomers going 60-40 for it because a lot of boomers are like, not this time, government. You know? <laughs> well, if you actually look at the statistics, Asians were like 90% vaccinated in America. And oh, yeah. like China, it's ridiculously high too. So. Well, they're, they're insects. They're, you know, they're, yeah. they're insects. They, re- yeah. they react to pheromones. They just put the smell out there and they're like, well, they all lined up to get it. Well, they already wore the masks anyway in China. And so they were mm-hmm. already like primed for this kind of thing. Well, they did it in the United States, dude. When I was living in the Bay Area, every fucking Asian had a mask on. Well, they yeah. love it. They actually enjoy wearing masks. You know, I'm here mm-hmm. in California right now and. They're the only people that, that wear masks now are, are Orientals, and they seem to be, you know, happy as a pig, and you know what? They they look very happy and yeah. quite content. It's how how can you tell they're happy looking in between their like half a millimeter <laughs> eyebrows or what? They're, they're putting out that the happiness hormone that I I could smell when I walk by. And they, they give you like the happiness like nod, you know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh they, yes. Well, I'm very happy wear mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Andrew They're, Anglin really hates the mask. Though. Andrew Anglin really hates the mask on all these Asian women because he can't decide, you know, what, you know what they really look like from data. You know, well, I mean, pretty, pretty, they, you know, they all look like ass. they're all built like twelve-year-old boys, so it doesn't matter what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Then why isn't America first all up in China? Yeah, good point. Should be China first. Yeah, Anal first. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow any of that, that stuff. The America First stuff or any of that crap. I heard. I heard Ralph got. I heard Ralph got sober. So good for Ralph. Good for him. I heard he got sober. Well, Ralph got sober, really? Yeah, he, I heard he kicked, kicked the Zanny bars or whatever it was he was taking the benzos or whatever it was he was taking. Good for him. That's hard to do, man. And people talk shit about that. That's hard to do. Good if he really did do that, and that's a thing. Congratulations, Ethan Ralph. If not, well, whatever. Now he can start going to the gym. Look, one step at a time, okay? He's, he, let's be honest. The, the, that fat ass is not going to the gym. He ain't, yeah. He ain't doing it. Jack, did you join us, by the way? Jack? Yes. See, see Finally. Oh, hello. I hello. hate my computer. Okay. That's okay. Hello. How are you? Welcome to the weekend. Welcome to the weekend live stream that we never do. But we are, yeah, we are, you know, I'm, I'm fashionably late as usual. Yes. You're on CP time. Um, ja- yeah, Jack's perpetually on colored people time. I am too because I'm Italian. So, well, I am too. So, I mean, right, it makes sense. Right, we are on colored people time. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. These these stupid normies. I'm not. I'm not waking normies up anymore. I I made the mistake. Uh, I, I was talking on the Nationalist Inquirer a couple weeks ago. Guy at work, um, he's like, he's like the black sheep of the family who who happens to be an electrician. It's like you know I'm slumming it by being in the blue collar. And all of his family is like white collar professors, blah blah blah, whatever. His brother is an auction specialist or some shit. I'm like whatever. That that's not even a job. But um, he bought a bunch of uh, NASA stuff from an engineer who died from this guy's estate, whatever. And he was telling me about it and he showed me a picture and he, he fucking goaded me into a conversation about, about the ALMOs. And it was a picture taken from the gen Gemini capsule. And there was a something in the picture. And he's like, well, what do you think that is? And I was like, well, I don't think, and I automatically went right into it. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's little green men from outer space. 
and and he was like, well, what do you think it is? And I, and I started with Tesla technology, and, and that's when he said I was crazy. What is wrong with people? Like, Damn, you didn't even get that deep into it. I didn't. He said that Tesla was a conspiracy theory. What? Yeah. I was like, I was like, well, I mean, no, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that it's like, you know, it was like the Nazi deglock air or anything like that. He's like, the what? I was like, no, I was like, I think it might be Tesla's zero point energy stuff that they reverse engineered or whatever. And pretty sure that's all those UFO things are. Have you ever read Jacques? I was made in America. God damn it. Right. I was like, have you ever read Jacques Vallée? And the guy goes, he's like, there's not a conspiracy you won't believe, is there? I'm like, what are you, dude? What are you even talking about? Like nothing. What I said, nothing that I said was a conspiracy nor a theory. You should have asked him about Don Pettit and how we can't go back to the moon. Oh my God, Don! I can never remember Don Pettit's name when I need to in conversation. I can remember all of his quotes. I can never remember Don Pettit. Yeah, that guy. Uh, do you guys think that he's just a really good actor or he's actually retarded? That's a good question. Mm. Mm. I mean, would you would you call that a really good actor, or a really bad actor? Well, he's. It reminds me of going back and watching like seventies sitcoms now, like the acting in the really in the like the, the cheesy acting in the seventies, right? Yeah, that's how he seems to me. It's like he's pretending to be this goofy, yet somehow in charge of all of NASA guy. I think it's ridiculous. I think the whole space thing's bullshit anyway, just because this whole idea that we're sending all these women and beggars to the moon and all this bullshit. I just don't buy it. So, oh, nobody's you know. sending. No, nobody, no, nobody's sending the, the, the niggers to go anywhere. They did all the maths, though. Remember, the black oh, lady. Yeah. She did all the maths. What was that movie called? Hidden niggers. Hidden, Hidden niggers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Surprise niggers. The, uh, yeah. No. Um, the cargo part of the uh, the spaceship. Uh, oh, don't forget Jack Black's like, mom. They put him in the back of the cargo of the spaceship. <laughs> I like that the moon buggy was too big for the door and the, the lunar lander. Oops. Well, they just too folded wide. it up. They just folded it up. It wouldn't even up. fit in there. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it folded. You know, the it wheels folded up. and It was kind of like, um, like a transformer, right? It, it was modular. like the... It was mo- well modular, yeah. But I, don't, I don't think it came apart. No, honestly, dude, that was the the lunar lander, uh, and the um, the landing module itself, the LEM and the buggy. Those were the two. Even as a kid, I had a hard time believing that. I was, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, really?" Yeah. They, they they lost all the plans. Uh, we don't know what we we threw them away accidentally. Uh, the greatest accomplishment in human history. Uh, we we threw the plans out of lost. Them. I don't know what happened, but we, hey, we taped can't go back. over We're it. We're gonna go to Mars. We're heading to Mars next, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taped yeah. over it. Didn't make any copies. Just taped over it. No big deal. How do you not? Yeah. How do you not? Hey, Johnny, what's that book where uh, there's some guy named Elon who goes to Mars or whatever? Oh, the book is written. Uh, that book is written by a guy named Werner von Braun. Yeah. You guys may have heard yeah, of him. Yeah. You may have heard yeah, of him. Cool. He's every he's um he's uh literally uh god of all white men. Uh yeah. because he was the guy who uh apparently hand delivered Apollo to the moon. So <laughs> he also um, has a really interesting headstone at his grave. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's a very interesting headstone. It's got uh what is it what does it say on there, Jack? Uh Psalms was it one verse seven? 
No, it's like it's like sixteen, uh, some sixteen so nine or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's been a while. The firmament, though. It's the re- yeah, it's the firmament, yeah. and yes. Damn it! Now you look that up now. Yeah, the firmament psalm. Yes, but he wrote a book. He wrote a book about a colony on Mars, and the person who was democratically elected to lead the group was called the Elon. Yeah. So not only did it have Elon Musk in it and Mars, but it had democracy. It was Psalms nineteen one. Nineteen one. Okay, there we go. I was glad. Yeah, there's not. There's not that many people named Elon on this planet, so it's pretty coincidental. Or any, for that matter. Like yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. Or, or literally, there's one, yeah. maybe 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 two now because some dumbass named their kid Elon recently. Well, you know it's yeah, weird Elon's too. Not that, even um, real. Elon's not even a real entity. He's just a fake. He's probably- Elon Musk's uh, maternal grandfather was the founder of Technocracy in Canada. And yes, he actually got exiled, kicked out of Canada back in the 30s or early 40s. And that's how the Musk family ended up in South Africa. He got his ass kicked out of Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard to do to get kicked out of Canada because they're I hear they're very nice people up there, the Leafs. Um, although Day of the Rake cannot come too soon. <laughs> oh God, Canadians. Dude, I mean America's little brother. You're going to war? Ooh, can we come? Mom said you had to play a three player war. <laughs> there are retarded hat. Yeah, they're, yes, Canada, America's hat. Yes. Canada, le- leading the world and being just north of the United States. <laughs> Canada is basically just like the North America, Australia, it seems like. It is, except except it has uh, less dangerous animals. Well, I don't know. It's got Viet- It's got a lot of a lot of Asians and, and niggers now, so. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Canada... Yeah, there's a lot of Canada that doesn't like doesn't have any people in it, but then where all the people are is really bad. Seems like it's like that everywhere in North America. Yeah, if you're still yep. in the cities, you're making a big mistake. You got to get out of the cities if you're listening. If you're still in the city, you're way behind. If you're, you're still in a big city, you need to get out now. Get out now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not even a joke. Like, not even like kidding around or anything. No, no, get the hell out. Like, get yeah. out. Yes. Time is running. Well, I just out. don't. I just. I mean, it's, I almost feel like I'm giving away a secret here. But it's like, don't you value like peace and quiet? Because it's like that's one of the biggest things I hated about modern cities. It's just it's always noisy and there's sirens and rap music and some other bullshit or God knows what. You can never get some peace and quiet unless it's like 3 a.m. And even then, well, even then you got sirens and gunshots and. Oh yeah, depending on where you are, for yeah. sure. I remember way back, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago when I was in the middle of talking and then you hear gunshots in the background. <laughs> I wish I could remember the the episode for that one. I remember that episode, by the way. I was listening to that. That's pretty funny. What was it? <laughs> Is that the one with you? Well, there, that happened with you and also happened with Brad. Did it? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Remember when Brad, when Brad used to live in Chirac? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when he yeah said, basically he, enough said right there. Yeah, he was like, "Why?" I was like, "Why do you live there?" He's like, "Cause it's cheap." I was like, "But you have a black roommate too." Like, <laughs> he had a. You didn't know Mexican. that, right? He had a black roommate. I thought he was Mexican. Was he? I think. Uh, I thought he was. I could be wrong. I don't know. I thought he was. 
time to get on the radio, homie, and do an anti-Semitic conspiracy show, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't realize. Doing, I, I didn't realize Cheech and Chong were coming tonight. Nice. Cool. Brad, get on the microphone, man. You got to talk about cryptoids, homie. All right. No, crypto. Crypt, no, Bitcoin's down right now, guy. Like. <laughs> Cryptids, cryptids, oh, cryptids, yo, like the chupacabra. You talk about like the chupacabra, man, yeah. Chupacabra, homie. Yeah. Man. Ugh. So you guys do you guys do a little podcast called the F-250 Report. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, tell everybody real quick where, where they can find you guys and what you guys do. Clint. Uh, Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's a two-hour two hate fest uh, bashing Jews and niggers, uh, pretty much. No, we, we cover a lot of stuff, actually. You know, we, we, we do go into the conspiracy stuff and some esoteric stuff, and uh, I think we're racially aware. Let's just say that. And, we're trying uh, Cl- to Clint's the guy with all the stats and numbers. No, and- fuck, fine. We're on a Podbean is our main thing, and then it, we're also on Odyssey, Scorpio Sledge, Goyam TV, I think that's Scorpio Sledge, Telegram, or the F-250 report. And we're also on Gab, and I don't. What's Gab? Scorpio Sledge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it all right. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people checked you guys out because I was on there the other day. That was fun. Um, Thanks. Yeah, we talked about a lot of lore that we don't usually get into on this show, um, but as far as like conspiracy stuff goes. Um, are you guys now? I know. I know you guys are are, are big believers in the Holocaust, right? You know, like six million. <laughs> oh yes, right. a great achievement. <laughs> I have. That one, that, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the best wide achievement ever. I, I think it was around ten million. Dude, person. have you? Yeah, have you guys started the started the uh, the what, what do you mean? I, I deny the Holocaust. Psh. No, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doing that, it makes people so mad. You know? it, it does when you believe. Well, no, you, you're like obviously the Holocaust happened. Well, I like to do this. It's like I grew up near West Hartford, Connecticut. I'm surprised the Holocaust only happened once. I know a lot of Jews. <laughs> I know a lot of Jews. I'm surprised Hitler was the first person to think of this. They're like, what? Yeah. It's a great idea. <laughs> like, have you guys? Yeah, like all of them. Every single one of them is annoying as shit. Like, there's there's a reason, you know. And again, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic here, even though like I'm a registered anti-Semite. Um, even Kissinger said, like, look, if you've been persecuted for 2,500 years, you're obviously doing something wrong. <laughs> like. You know, even even Kissinger was like, listen, Jews, I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I'm doing OK. The rest of you, you should probably not do the thing so much. You know, this way I could continue to do what I'm doing. Yeah, Johnny, it pisses me off because, you know, they get mad like these people in the white national circles get mad when you, you know, denounce the moon landing from ever happening. But if you say not only was the Holocaust real, uh, more people died than what they're, they're actually lowballing the numbers because they're trying to cover up real white achievement. Then they get really mad about that. So that doesn't count. You know, it's like, you know, I, I never understood the, the disconnect. But the other thing that drives me crazy is this: we're trying to bring at back. It's because we're not problems. violent. We're the good guys. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but the one, the one thing I'm trying to bring back, we're trying to bring back, is uh, esoteric Hitlerism. It died like twenty some years ago, and uh, nobody's doing it. So I tried to do a lot of that. Are you really? Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Because because in my in my living room right now with me, in my travel, what did I bring? Mm -hmm. I brought. um, I have the golden thread and uh, Hitler, the ultimate avatar, with me. I have. I brought some Serrano with me to go over because you're right. 
esoteric Hitlerism. Like, and a lot of people in the dissident right were like all about it for a few minutes a couple of years yeah. ago. Right. I even went so far as there was a um, there was a guy in Australia who uh, Hermitage Helm, I believe, was the name of his publishing company. And he he, he republished a whole lot of the Serrano um, books and uh, he reached out to me about them and I got a whole bunch of people uh, to purchase um, a bunch of copies of his of his stuff. So I have like pretty much the entire esoteric Hitlerist library. And yeah, if you guys, dude, if you guys are into that, if, if you guys are into that, yeah, we, we should do. have you guys come on and we can talk about that. Like do like a series sure. on it, like actually do content on that. Well, I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. What drives me crazy about it is like where white nationalism has gone in the last five, six, seven years. It's like they turned it into this uh, almost traditional Catholic propaganda piece. Now, well, it's you know? gone. It's gone to the empty courthouse on the weekend. Yeah, it's gone to the empty courthouse <laughs> on the weekend. But well, it's just, it's a strange phenomenon, you know, within the white nationalism. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you guys doing? Huh? What are you doing? I don't see you out there getting ten guys out in front of a out in front of a hot pocket machine. Krusty Krab is unfair, Mister Krabs is in there plotting his aggression. Sorry, we do this at work all the time. That's that's one of the things. Whenever whenever my foreman's being a dick, that's what we we, we do. The Krusty Krab is unfair thing. Yeah. What if races reverse? Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> I've never I've never heard. I mean, this is this is not really stuff really that we need to ah. Let's not. Uh, let's not. Too late. <laughs> Too late. I know. Let's um. Let's get back to the conspiracy stuff. So you guys, you yeah. you guys obviously deny the like as the Holocaust is written about by by Irene Zizblatt and all the rest of the I, I you know who's the uh who wrote Night, fucking um. Oh God! It's the famous one right now. Ah. I like the. I like the pedal powered brain smasher. Yeah, all those. In, that's uh, that's the Holocaust that we deny. We deny the Holocaust. I, I yeah. enjoy the uh, Holocaster. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Have you seen the new meme? It's like the German soldier guy holding it. Like he's like got a like a like a weird look on his face. He's holding a glass, and it's like the 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 text is. So that's why they had me stop the roller coaster at the brick wall. Well, I- <laughs> I love also how they're like, they hoarded all of our shoes and jewelry. It's like, you know, this sounds like what Jews would do. That was one of the things that made me laugh so much. See, I was, I'm an old school Holocaust denier. I was, I was getting banned on Facebook back in like 2009 and 10. Wow. Oh yeah. Because, well, because I was, um, I was, I lived in Berkeley and I was doing the, uh, Israel's not a real state and, you know, free Palestine, right? Because I was trying to date like hot Palestinian girls and going to the, going to the, ra- go, well, it was Berkeley chicks, but like going to the, going to the, to the I Palestine rallies, right? And uh, so I was like, you know, I, I have, um, what's her name's book? Um, uh, if Americans only knew, n- not Naomi Weir, what the fuck is her name? Natalie Weir. She wrote the book about about the founding of another book, you know, accidentally anti-Semitic written by a Jew um, where they they write. She wrote about the founding of Israel and how, you know, it was illegal and everything about Israel is is illegal. But there you go. I mean, you know, and it's still continuing to be illegal. Like when Donald Trump gave the Golan Heights, that's like me coming in Scorpio. They'd be like me coming to your house and giving Mike your kitchen. 
Hey, yeah, that's right. Uh, and, you know, uh, of course, when Israel was founded, you know, according to the UN documents, there was supposed to be a state of Palestine. But, of course, that never materialized for some odd reason. Hmm. Oh, what? Yeah, state of Palestine. Yep. There's no the, such thing as Palestinians. They don't the, exist. The state of who? What? They don't exist. <laughs> they? So, yeah, I mean, I've been like I've been an Israel denier for a long. And again, like I said, I grew up around Jews in, in the Hartford area, so. I'd been, I'd had my share of shitty run-ins with shitty Jewish kids, um, so it didn't I take much. I went, I went to school in, in uh, Storage, Connecticut, University of Connecticut. So, oh, you went to UConn. Exactly nice. what you're talking about. Nice. My cousin used to own, Hus- you know, Husky Blues the bar. Yeah, yeah. I used to bartend there. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I've gotten drunk there. <laughs> How long ago? Well, that was in the uh, in the '90s, early '90s. Early '90s. Okay, this would have been the late '90s and early aughts. Like late nineties, it's been like late. Long gone by then. Yeah, I hated Connecticut. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Ah, That's where I'm from. That's why I don't live there. That's same. The the only good thing about Connecticut was that the women were really fast there. They would put out really quick. Oh my god! Yes, I come from New Orleans, and it was just a different culture there. And then I went up to Connecticut. I was like, holy shit! These girls put out fast. I was shocked in a good way, I guess. Thank you for appreciating our horrors. I suppose. (laughs) <laughs> i mean mostly for the positive johnny yeah i mean yeah thank yes thank you connecticut for your degeneracy way to go way to go no university of connecticut is is and always has been like a top 20 party school oh yeah that's why oh yeah well husky blue dude husky blues is like stumbling distance to those dorms like right across the street exactly many yeah. nights I'd, yeah I'd, mm-hmm. 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 anyways but uh Man, how do we get how do we get on stores? Um, oh, the Jews, yeah, Connecticut and all the Jews. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't very hard for me once I started looking into like the World War II stuff because I was a Red Ice listener, right? And then they started going down in 2014, I think they started going down the um, the Holocaust rabbit hole, and they brought on Brandon Martinez, who brought out the um, the the Pacific War, the Pacific World War II revisionism. And I was just like, holy shit, the whole war was a lie. Hitler's the greatest. Yeah. You go right from, yeah, you go right from like being pro-American to like loving Hitler. It's really strange. It's just, it's strange. Well, but, but here's the thing that I don't like now they're doing. Like, like they turn Hitler, like, look, I'm not like bashing Dennis Wise and his documentaries and all that. They're good for people. You know, I, I, they, they've actually worked on some people I've, I've let watch those but i don't like them because i'll tell you what they're cookie cutter shit and it doesn't get into the deeper stuff going on behind the scenes with the vrills with mm-hmm. the Thule society with uh astara with the publications with the other secret societies they were involved in with the channelers the media oh come on no 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 no. that was just himmler hitler was just a regular vegetarian uh, trying to trying to run his business right. that's all yeah sure that was just and- himmler it was just himmler and the Swazi's a Christian symbol. Yeah, sure. It, it, sure. It, it, look, they were just trying to rehabilitate something in as much as the way that the dissident right is trying to rehabilitate Hitler. <laughs> well, I really despise I'm joking. That I'm obviously because, joking. Yeah, I know. But it just takes away the most interesting aspect of the NSDAP. It's Absolutely. not their 25-point plan or their economics. It was their vision for uh, you know rebuilding the world in what they believe was the original Aryan image, you know, and uh, 
that's totally been lost in this debate. And that's the kind of stuff I'm really into because I find it amazing and interesting. And uh, look, you know, those documentaries have basically turned, you know, the NSDAP into a traditional Catholic movement. And it's so retarded mm-hmm. that that's yeah. what, you know, and, it just, and what you're, what you're pointing out, like is actually revolutionary down to like, you know, implosion technology versus combustion, you know, which yeah. is kind of, yeah what they were going towards and mm-hmm. to kind of just divert that into some sort of like trad casting is, you know, it's either kind of deliberate or uh, just not well-researched. I believe it's deliberate. I believe it's totally deliberate. I do too, and I believe, but, I, but yeah. I, I put both out there. Yeah. Because, you know, they want everybody focused on, like I said, the economic plan they had, the political plan they had, but the energy plan they had was really the most revolutionary. And in my opinion, you know, uh, David Scorpio and I did a show on this, uh, I guess it was like four or five months ago on, uh, you know, on radium and, uh, you know, how the German syndicate basically controlled a lot of the radium uh, mining in the United States mm-hmm. uh, that was then outlawed and they were kicked out and uh, and they lost uh, the rights to those uh, 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 properties here in the States right before World War One. Hmm. Where they were going with the with the zeppelins and all that hmm. that technology, it would have totally changed air travel, and they didn't want that to be the model. They wanted, you know, uh, well, the, the airline technology we have today used. So, I really do believe that what they're covering up more than anything is not the politics or the uh, economic plan. It is the, as Clint just stated, the uh, the technological breakthroughs they had actually made and they were they were bringing about. I think it would have. Oh evolutionized world travel in a way that would have uh, made it a lot cheaper and a lot more. Uh, oh, for nice. sure. That's why they got, well, that, that's why the Hindenburg incident happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. We talked about, we talked about that on our show and we, we've even talked, we've talked about radium a little bit um, and how radium is actually, you know, not bad for you. And, how- and the, the Hindenburg uh, incident looks very staged if you look at it carefully, and just the over emotionality. Oh, the humanity! Oh, well, oh. the fact that it goes. We we did. <clears throat> excuse me. We did a breakdown of it, and um, we played the the audio, and it goes from quiet and peaceful, and here comes the Hindenburg is coming over the left side of the west side of the field, and and then it cuts right to it being engulfed in flames. It's like all. It's like a jump cut. Like they they yes. they spliced it, like the Zapruder film at least is like decently spliced, right? The the Kennedy, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like we're talking about fake films, right? So, um, but this one is terrible. Is terrible, you know. That's a great point, Johnny. And you know, another important thing that we should remember too is you know the Nazis completely, or the and the National Socialists more accurately, completely rejected Einsteinian physics, and they believed in the ether. And they were truly working on some very esoteric and exotic technology. And it's interesting that oddly, you know, all these UFO sightings happen right after World War II. Mm-hmm. I think there's a connection there. I, I do too. What do you? Well, speaking of UFO sightings, what do you guys make of the data that 95% of all UFO sightings are seen over the United States? Is it? You think it's because? It's really true. I don't know. You think it's because like nobody else around the world is reporting them, or just Americans are making this shit up, or we're actually getting visited here? Well, I think this is where most of the uh, you know this is where your Lockheed Martins are. This is where your uh, all your military industrial complex is located for the world. Actually, that's I mean, my that's, so that's actually my answer. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, it, it doesn't at all. And then the, the other, like, I don't, I don't think it was 95%. I think I might be exaggerating just a bit. The rest was over Europe, pretty much. So it's yeah. it's the West that, oh, what a surprise. The West sees craft of sorts. Hmm. Yeah, and all, where do, where all these uh, military-industrial complex comp- companies and what countries that have their own military-industrial complexes, they're all the West. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah most of the sightings, like, I live in Georgia, but most of the, the sightings around here are always in Gulf Breeze, Florida, or close to St. Augustine, Florida, which is close to Jacksonville, right. or, uh, you know, close to, uh, you know, I live about an hour and 20 minutes from Fort Benning School of the Americas. There's a lot of stuff around there, too. So it's interesting that most of these sightings in the area where I live are very, they're either close to Eglin Air Force Base mm-hmm. or Tyndall Air Force Base mm-hmm. by Mexico Beach, by Panama City, or they're by, uh, you know, Navy facilities, uh, you know, outside of Jacksonville, Florida. So, look, I think, you know, that they've, uh, you know, I, I actually knew a guy that worked at Lockheed and uh, he, he worked in the black hole, you know, and I used to go to us, uh, what they call it, the top secret stuff there. And he used to have parties all the time. I used to go to his parties. Sometimes he'd have a little too much to drink and he'd, he'd tell me, he'd go, Mike, you know, I'm working on stuff that's like 80 to 100 years down the road that that we're not even releasing to the public because it's mind blowing stuff that we already have, but we're going to use up all the old technology before we bring the new technology in, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and basically he, he, he basically told me, he's like, you know, that was the whole point of these wars. Like, you know, desert storm and all this was to bring in the new technology in the nineties, which was the stealth technology, that kind of stuff, smart weaponry, that kind of thing. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this Russia Ukraine thing doesn't, isn't going to be used to bring out some uh, of the new of the newer technologies, you know, used to bring out some of the new stuff they're working on. They have been working on for years. Well, that's yeah, they, it's just a, it's technology. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much standard mo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think well, I think a lot of the new technology that they've been bringing out had to do more with the COVID and uh, um, the stuff to do with that mm-hmm. than with war technology. To be honest. Well, it's, there are a lot of sightings in South America, too, and there's an, a definite connection between military bases and sightings in general. Like if you look at some all the major cases, or if you want to study the lore, most of them are associated with being close to a military base. And the other odd thing about UFOs is there's a lot of sightings that are actually seen coming in or out of the ocean, which isn't often yes. talked about. I mean, my one and only UFO sighting was while I was stationed in South Korea. So what happened? Uh, I was during a field training exercise and I got off ECP probably around like two in the morning. I was outside the tent smoking a cigarette before I went to bed and I was just looking up at the sky. Saw a cluster. I think it was like five in like a V formation flyover. There was no sound. And then I was like, huh, that's weird. And then it stopped over the city, was there for like 30 seconds, roughly, and then did like three quick loops and then just like poof, like zipped out like light speed. I was like, what, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> well, and, and these were individual craft, not, not a, not a Chevron shaped ship. I, I mean, it was hard to tell. I mean, I assumed it was one ship, but I don't know. Like it, the, yeah. the, the lights were spaced out far enough to the point where I was like, that, that's something really big or I don't know. Hmm. My only, Gosh. my only UFO sighting was when I was a kid. 
It was a long time ago. Have y'all ever seen the silver boxes in the sky? I've seen those. I have I not. I've heard of the silver boxes in the sky. I have not. I haven't had, see, I haven't had all kinds of paranormal experiences, I, that, but as like the host of one of these shows should seem like they should have. I've only had one UFO sighting. I have not seen Bigfoot. Like, yeah, the, I've seen the silver boxes. I haven't seen the silver boxes. Was with me, and those are interesting. There's, it was just like a silver box flying mm-hmm. relatively low. No sound, no wings, no windows. Now, when you say Quiet. box, describe the box. Like, like a silver square box. Just, just a square in cube in the sky? Yeah, cube, cube, yeah. Okay, or like, just like a hole, like a square hole. Like, no, like, it was like, just like a silver box. Okay, know? silver box flying in the sky. Weird. Yeah, no wings, no windows. Just hmm. how, how big was it? Like, how big did it look to you? Was it easily visible? How big do you think? Well, I got my son here with me. He was there with me. How big is he? Maybe like six feet wide. Yeah. So it's pretty small. Pretty small, yeah. That's pretty it's probably just drone technology is what I was thinking. But this, this was, we actually saw this, what? That was like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, it was about 10 years ago. Eight years ago? Yeah. It was weird. Because this was like four or five of them together. They were like flying, you know, it wasn't one. It was like four or five of these things. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Hmm. That's the only experience I've had. But I've went online and a lot of people have seen these things. Yeah. I have not. I have not seen the uh, the silver boxes. Yeah. Now I want to look those up. Uh, silver boxes. Yeah, I think it's drone technology. Is what I think. That's, that's my. I, hmm. I try. Well, there's all right kinds right. of yeah. There's all kinds of crazy drone technology now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was really weird because I looked it up and I was like, God, what is it? And then my son was like, God, there's another one over here. Another one over here. There was like five or six of these things, yeah. I'd say that's a big problem. The kind of uh, younger, modern, white nationalist community is they have this idea that like technology isn't as advanced as, you know, people like us say it is. Like nanotechnology is just theoretical and uh, frequency stuff is theoretical and 5G is okay. And it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, well, okay, you know, if you want to believe that, you could do that, but I, I don't, I don't agree at all. Yeah, it's always been this way in the white nationalist community. I've been in this thing for years, and uh, they've never really liked conspiracy theories. This is why there's always a rift between a lot of people that are in to the pro-white cause, but they refuse mm-hmm. to believe any uh, any any UFO stuff, any esoteric stuff. They refuse to believe it. And they can That's only they believe – they'll only believe that the Holocaust didn't happen. But all you have to do is literally look at like what Lockheed Martin is pouring money into and like what all these corporations are putting money into and all these college research places are putting money into and it's robots, nanotech, other crazy shit. So to deny it is just absurd. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's weird. You know, it's a weird phenomenon. A lot of white nationalists don't even believe in the Kennedy assassination stuff. They think Oswald did it, you know? So they, it's true. They reject all conspiracies except for, you know, the Holocaust didn't happen and the Jew thing. That's it. Everything else is bullshit and they don't want any, any part of it. So it's, I've always found that to be a little strange because I got into conspiracy theories back, you know, in the late 1980s when I was very young uh, because of the spotlight newspaper and shortwave radio. I think Mike kind of was on a similar trajectory there. Yeah, the conspiracy movement led me into, you know, the Jew stuff. And then from there, I got into the pro-white stuff. You know? Right, right. Well, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I came from the conspiracy world. I mean, everybody knows that. And yeah. I I was pro-white because I grew up around a lot of blacks. 
<laughs> so you'll do yeah, it. That'll do it. Yeah, like growing up in Hartford and Greenville, South Carolina, and like going to mostly black schools. It's not fun. You learn a lot. You learn a lot about about how well you can fight large packs of people <laughs> at once. <laughs> but um, just don't hit him in the head. No, don't hit him. In, yeah, you don't want to get that stuff on your hands. <laughs> the hair. I've touched their hair before. I was like, everybody was like, "Oh, have you ever hooked up with the black chick?" I was like, I tried once when I was in like sixth grade, and I touched her hair, and I was that was the end of it for me. I was nope. Oh my god, Johnny, the same thing happened to me. Like, I gave, dude, I gave it a shot because, like, we were told, I'm Gen X, right? We were told, we were the first generation that was told, like, no, you should totally date the black girl, dude. You totally should. Like, you totally should. Yeah. And it's cool, man. It's it's cool. These black guys are cool. They're cool, man. They they like a little bit different music than you. You'll like their music. You should like their music. It's cool. They're fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Oh right? We were just told everything was cool. Everything about them was cool. It was cool. It was, it's cool. Okay. Everything's cool. But, yeah, so, no, so I, I tried, like, once. I went to a dance in like sixth grade and I put my arm around her and I put my hand on her hair and it was just like this it's yeah. I don't know the natural reaction hair. I didn't do anything like I didn't even do, like, but like the hair on the back of my neck and everything all stood up and it was just like the heebie-jeebie-dees <laughs> right and my body knew my six my sixth grade body what was I 12 I was like 12 my 12 year old self knew that that was unnatural <laughs> like putting your head on a Brillo pad, it's 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 scary. It's like not soft, you know. Sticky, like coarse, sticky, coconutty smelling yeah. Brillo pad. Yeah, but not but not like a Brillo pad that's already had all the soap rinsed out of it. It's like still got the soapy stuff that comes with it. Yeah, yep. a fresh one right out of the box. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that sees that analogy. Yeah. No, that same exact thing happened to me, uh, Johnny. I was a little older than you, but uh, before I was aware of anything, and uh, the same thing happened. You know, as soon as I put my hand on her hair, it was over. And it's like a natural. It was just a natural reaction my body had. I just said, I mean, I don't want to say revulsion, but that's what it was. Not a bad choice of words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's about cocoa butter to this day. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I can't. I can't. Like, there's a, there's a guy at work. I can always tell when he's around, you know, because there's the cocoa butter. Oh God! From like 30, 40 feet away, you can smell it. Yeah. You know, at least, he's, at, least at least he's at work. At least he's at work. I live in Georgia, man. All, it smells like cocoa butter, fried chicken. <laughs> God, it's horrible. And there's, you know, here's the thing, man. You know, you can just walk down the street in Georgia, and you'll just come across random. You know, chicken wings just laying around the street, man. There is an Instagram page called the Chicken Bones of Atlanta, I think. I think it's called. Oh, yeah. It's true. Yep. It's true. Mm-hmm. You, you'll find, like, you know, and if it's like a historically black college, like a celebration out of graduation, you'll go, you'll, you'll go, by, I'll, I'll go on a bike ride or we'll go for a walk the next day. There'll be like chicken wing bones and uh, hair weaves in the ground, blood and like, uh, you know, empty liquor bottles and condoms. Pretty, pretty crazy. Man. Condoms. Hold on. You said condoms. There ain't no black dude going anywhere near condoms. You know that. I don't know, man. I was going to say, that doesn't sound real. It doesn't sound. It's you just real. lost me. You lost me there. You've seen the meme, right? Where it's like how white guys buy condoms and it's like a guy just standing with his like, hand on his chin contemplating. And it's like how black guys buy condoms is just a blur walking past the condoms. Oh, there's somebody using them. I tell you that it's white dudes. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. You guys have condoms, really? No, I think sometimes blacks I usually. Blacks. I think I think after the blacks have like a pregnancy scare, then they start using them. That might be it. That might be it. Because like they they ain't gonna use it at first because it don't feel right. But, but you like, know, well, I mean, but you do know that like again, like with like the Planned Parenthood and stuff, like blacks are the only group of people that'll have like women will have like four kids and three abortions. Yes, you know, you're right. It's the golden ratio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't like it for anybody personally. You know, it's just. It's just one of those things. I understand. I understand the necessity of of certain things. It's just like I don't know. Child sacrifice. It's a necessary. Evil child sacrifice and child sacrifice is child sacrifice. So I just don't want that thirteen percent to be forty you percent. Know? Yeah, I honestly don't think that that's what's keeping it down. I know. Well, they I do post birth abortions either way. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. They do post birth abortions like nobody else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you got nothing to worry about. That's what I'm saying. As long as the yeah, as long as the CIA keeps stocking those parking garages with pallets of guns, it's never in the parking garage I'm in, though. I know. Yeah. I'm so pissed. What's I've, going on with it? I mean, I'm not gonna go drive around Chicago looking for these things, but like you know, <laughs> <laughs> I would look, dude. If I rolled up on a pallet, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I would if if it would be like that scene out of uh, Half Baked where they're taking all the weed, right? And he's like, <laughs> 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 or or if I would just like do the thing where like I'd look around for like for all the cameras and stuff and end up you know like a bunch of gangbangers would come and take it and I end up and getting shot. I don't know. I don't know what would you do if if you rolled up on a pallet full of weapons. Well, where's the pallet located? Like in, where? in a parking oh. garage. In a parking garage. Uh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't because I'd be like, Sh- you'd probably get fucked if you. The risk is pretty high, you know. Not if you smash out the cameras first. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, you see, we're talking about this as if it's gonna happen, but I'm just saying, like, if I did run into it, I don't know. I might have to. I'm, I might have to just. Hopefully, or they are we're we talking like basic bitch Glocks. Or I don't know. Like I don't know, dude. Because I see some of these videos, these like 13 year old kids all strapped up with like HKs, fucking, you know. The new really, spe- I don't see them with HKs. You just got like basic bitch AR pistols with like an op, Uzi's. like a twenty dollar Amazon optic, you know. Uzis and I don't know. Depends on it depends on the video. I mean, I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure true. I'm that's sure true. there's a lot of 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 uh, bullshit going out around there. But then you see like the gangbangers and shit, and you're like, like the actual gangbangers. I think like most of the kid well, yeah, kids that's, that's have like weapons, high points. Right? That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The gangbangers yeah. have like fucking weapons. Yeah, military weapons grade. Fucking. Yeah, like teenage niggers just have like a basic bitch Glock with like a twenty dollar mm-hmm. Amazon laser on it. Yeah, they'll have a they'll have a basic a basic like with a thirty G- round mag. Nineteen. Yeah, with the, exactly laser. with the Extendo mag. Well, yep. do, well, what do you think about this theory I just came up with? What if it's like a uh, Call of Duty? You just gotta get your hood to. Uh, you know, reach rank up to the next uh, level, and then you get more better guns. So, like the more people you kill with your CIA provided guns, the better ones you get in the next drop. Like a video game. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, that's that's cool. I think, I think it's I think it's good incentivization for blacks, right? I mean, yeah. Well, well, well I think what's going to happen that's going to happen in San Francisco, right? They're all going to get their reparations, and everybody's going to get their two million dollars. All the blacks. And then just think about this. Every black knows that every other black person got $2 million. 
Hell yeah. Right? How much, how much like devious villainous type shit is going to go on? It's going to be Battle Royale. Oh my God. (laughs) There'll be like two niggas left and each of them got like 86 million. Each of them got like 86 million a piece. Right? We need to we need to open up a rim shop in San Francisco here, guys. Oh my I god! Said that what was that uh, a week or two ago? Rims like and a, a check. Of course, you need another check cashing place. But uh, <laughs> rims, a cell phone. They already got a play. Um, Doctor Gold Teeth. I don't know if that's still open or not. But hell, if that happens, you'll have white people robbing blacks. Right. <laughs> Especially <laughs> in the Bay Area, with as much as much as rent is. Give me all your money, Blackie. I know you got millions, right? Could you imagine? Yeah, it'd be like the reverse of like World Tree, it'd be like World Tree videos with white people being <laughs> like packs of white kids robbing like yeah. black kids. What would you call World Star for white people? Uh, World Tree videos. <laughs> yeah. World Truth videos, man. World Truth videos. You ever been there? No. Well, it's not. It's not a huge website, but it's. Uh, it's basically like, look at what this nigger criminal is doing today, you know? Yeah, World Truth Videos, man. Check it out. Sorry. World Truth Videos. Uh, so it's, it, there's a real thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah no, this yeah. is a real website, yeah. yeah real website, yeah. <laughs> they got like a free Mr. Bond banner going at all times, too. <laughs> what's the What's the address? I think it's just worldtruthvideos.com. WorldTruthVideos.com. It's like the best thing since like nigger mania. If go, if I get hit with goatsy, you guys are both. No, I swear no, no, no. Promise, right. no pro- promise, completely promise. All right. I got a McAfee subscription is expired. No, this isn't it. What the fuck? I don't know. I have to look for it later. John McAfee's a funny rabbit hole too. You know, John McAfee. That was a rabbit hole that we went down a little bit for for a little yeah, while. You guys interviewed that guy. That was pretty cool. No, we didn't interview him. I thought you did. No, he. I think he went on Myth of the 25th, 21st Century. Oh, I thought it was your show. No, we tried to get him on. And That's right. That's his it wife. Was myth of the 21st century. The black, right. It was Myth of the 21st Century. Yeah, the black So is he wife. dead, Johnny? Is he dead or alive? I, I don't even know if that guy even existed at this point. These people. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, if he was just some character that they made up and, and made up a bunch of cool shit about. I see. I see. And he's yeah. just—he's just some character, right? Like an actor, but like yeah. a real person, but an actor, right? Right. Okay, and they gotcha. put, yeah. Like if if you're seeing him on in the media, and we know that the media is pretty much 100 percent fabricated, then it just stands to reason that everything that they put out is pretty much fabricated, and it sucks. Yeah. Because people are like, really everything. Yes, literally everything. Yes. Because you know he totally gets to just fly a drone over Epstein's island. Yeah, un- like that's interrupted. yeah, I that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and it just just so happened to catch to catch Epstein and his big chubby black friend there, who were hanging out on the island uh, making mimosas or something. Yeah, and he was a weird dude. He hung out with all these like weird people when he was in a I think he was in South America or wherever he was. You know, McAfee he went to Cuba. Yeah. He was in Cuba. Wherever he was, he was hanging out with all these weirdos. Yeah, I mean, he... And like, really ugly, ugly prostitutes. It was weird. Yeah, well, he he went off on his, like, his deal with getting fisted. Like, at what? One point. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What, by who? By, by a prostitute. Huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's standard libertarian initiation. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah he's <laughs> Mr. Libertarian, like you know, tactical recreational nuclear weapons. Uh, what if the child consents and um, get off my lawn, right? My lawn. I don't know, dude. Like they're the, the, I want gay couples to defend their pot fields with uh, AR-15s. That that's that's the bit they usually go for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever. I, you know, I don't know. For all the people, for all the people that think that the uh, McAfee thing, him being an actor, is ridiculous. I want to remind people that in the '90s, I don't know if you guys ever got into this stuff. But in the '90s, there was, I forget the guy that wrote all these pieces, but I got into it big time. It was. The Rothschild family was basically a fake, like stage, like name family to take the heat for all the, you know, Jew criminality in the world, and they really were just like a uh, a created family to uh, be like a front to take all the heat. You know? Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I would not deny that or doubt that one bit yeah. that this. Like, just think about it, like. Like yeah. the, the Rothschilds are the big bad guys. Everybody knows about the Rothschilds. Right. The Rothschilds, the Rothschilds, like you know, Red yeah. Shields and the Rothschilds. Jacob Rothschild, Evelyn de Rothschild, still works for the king. You know who's now, yeah, who just yeah. got coronated. And this is uh, the other content that you guys do over here that I really like is the your, your work on the Swiss, the Eternal Swiss. You guys, do that that's that's really cool because you know Switzerland really is where uh, you know I had a guy send me an email when I was on a uh, Renegade Broadcasting. This is back in 2012. I had some weird guys send me, he lived in Switzerland. He was doing research. He sent me like emails, you know, going, Mike, you know, the real power is all here in Switzerland, you know? And it's <laughs> like, you know, and at the time I was like, what's this guy talking about? And then uh, it was really interesting stuff. And then I think your shows here, the Paranormies is the only other show that I've heard actually get into that. Uh, we got into it pretty, stuff. that was, that was all spontaneous too. That was it really is. Very interesting topic. It needs to be covered more because that, there's a lot going on there and a lot to cover there. Like, you know, the CIA stuff is really based out of there. The I mean, every organization that's global, actually, their real headquarters in Switzerland. It's not mm-hmm. a lie. And I found that out with this with these emails that I got back in 2012. This guy was doing research. And I wish I still – I lost all that stuff in my old computer. But, oh, man, man, it was really interesting stuff. I, sh- I didn't realize how valuable it was at the time, you know? Right. Oh, um, no, yeah, I've, I've probably data dumped a bunch of stuff that I, I should have kept. Um we did the Swiss episode. Like I had no idea the depths to which the uh, the new what do you want to call it the new world order, the cabal, yeah. the global government, the one world governance, whatever it was based. Not 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 wasn't based. Was based out of Switzerland. <laughs> They're not based at all. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that that episode was fun as hell. It's like it, people got to actually hear us fall down the rabbit hole on that. Mm-hmm live yeah like we were we were doing it like while it was happening i like i was like i can't believe this look you know look this up and it's like oh that's connected to that and this is there and this is there and this is next door to this and any organization on earth that has the word world in its title or associated with its title is headquartered in geneva yeah and then the roots of a the real Israel and Switzerland. That's interesting. You can spend hours on that alone. That oh, absolutely. Right yeah. The first Jewish council, the first Jewish, I'm sorry, the first Jewish world Congress. Congress. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The first Jewish world Congress. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the Zionist, the first world Zionist, all, all this stuff headquartered and meet there every year in Geneva or Davos or, you know, under the fucking under Lake, uh, under the Lake Geneva there. <clears throat> that's how you get into. And that's the thing. 
all the stuff they've been showing us in movies and cartoons and stuff about how, you know, the spy agencies and the big, the, the evil bad guys lair in the mountains and all that. Yeah, that's literally, literally what it is. Yeah, I've said for years that the people that really run these things, that this, this whole, uh, you know, conspiracy, if you will, uh, or the entities that run this uh, whole show, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. nobody knows who they are or what they are. Nobody really knows the names of the people that really control everything. Right. They, they have no clue. What we've been told are the names they want us to focus on. You know, the Bond villains, the bad guys they want sure. to focus on. But really, that's not the real power structure. Those are mid-managers at best, you know. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. Israel thing is, is another uh, red herring, too, as well. I mean, you know, because uh, that's another cover, you know. Oh, Israel this, Israel that, when really, you know, the majority of uh, the Jewish power structure didn't even want Israel to exist in the first place. They preferred to work behind the scenes more and not be out in the front street the way they are now. Right. Actually, well, at, this point, at this point, too, we're giving more money to other countries besides Israel. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, so there's so many fronts for you to focus on. It's all deliberate to get your attention directed in the wrong places and uh, really not focusing on, you know, who or what. Who are the real names that run this thing? Now, uh, there's a guy, I think his name, he does does a lot of research into families. God, is it Dean Henderson? Does that sound familiar? Mm. Yeah, Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. He's not really, he doesn't really cover the Jew stuff, but. He gets into names that I've never heard before. You guys should try to reach out to that guy and have him on the show sometime. He's pretty interesting. He'd probably come on. Um, Dean he Henderson, he's a writer? Yeah, D- Dean Henderson. Yeah, he writes. That's all he, that's all he focuses on is uh, the really deep names that nobody really talks about. Ah, he, the he the author of Illuminati Agenda 21. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Big oil and their bankers in the Persian Gulf. He's written a bunch of stuff, but I, th- I think he really likes to focus now on the names that nobody really knows. Okay, there we go. Yes, Federal Reserve Cartel, the Nephilim Five, Nephilim Crown Five G Apocalypse. This guy sounds like he's on our side. Oh yeah, he told dude, he would be a great interview for you guys to have. Seriously, I mean, I'm I listen to him. He gets into names I've never heard before, and I've done a lot of research. This is y'all guys have I me. Mean, you know, there's names that he drops that, you know, I, st- I just now started getting into that are really, and man, I've spent hours looking at some of these families that I never even knew existed, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so, that's the thing is, is if you know who they are, they're clearly, you're meant to know who they are. I mean, like, they're, they're yeah. put there for you to see. Like Albert Pike said, you know, um, when when they need a leader, we'll give them one. And yeah, when, when we need an opposition, we'll lead it. So... All the things? Yes, all the things. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think the uh, the, the uh, letters to Mazzini on the thir- three world wars is, is fake, or do you think that was real? There's the, uh, all the debate going on about that. You know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty spot on. And again, it could yeah. be it, it could be another one of those things where they're um, like the, what do you call it? It's the other uh, protocols, right? Where yeah, they're accurate, so it really, really doesn't matter what you know who wrote them. Exactly, they came from. They're accurate. So exactly, same thing. Matters. Same thing with Albert Pike's letters, and I, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's possible, it's plausible yeah. actually that he did yeah. it. You know, absolutely. And looking at, I mean, yeah. and looking at the way that everything's going down, and how everything has gone down, and how Jewry and Freemasonry and all these other societies are all interconnected and always have been, it just makes sense that they all work together and and could coordinate such things. 
And and again, yeah, it, it, which brings me back to uh, which which you know I know esoteric Hitlerism is fun yeah. and all that, but um, the whole. I don't know. Do you guys? What do you think of 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 Hitler himself? Do you guys? Are you guys one of the? Um, he was a puppet. Uh, he was he he was either a puppet or he was an un. Um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? An un. I think he was used. I think he was naive. You think he was naive? He was used. Party was the real deal, but could have been used. Yeah. The national. Well, I think you know if you look at his background, he didn't come from a powerful or wealthy family. And if you read the book, The Young Hitler I Knew, it kind of gives a really good insight into just who he was as a young man. And I think, really, he was quite naive about how evil the system really was and how actually how evil the English truly were, because that was a good part of his downfall, was sort of thinking that somehow, you know, the English people were his brothers and he didn't want to destroy, the, you know, the, the government there. So, um, you know, well, the, the Anglos well, was like a Rothschild bastard child, I think is bullshit. Yeah, I don't believe he's a bastard Rothschild at all, but um he doesn't look like Rothschild at all. So. No. No. But I mean a lot of the guys, a lot of guys he surrounded himself do. Like, yeah. Goebbels wasn't exactly a good-looking guy. So uh, a lot of the a lot of their top guys, character. a lot of the top guys looked awfully Jewy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's interesting. And, uh, yeah. There's been interesting books like a uh, hey, I if you ever want to do a show on the controlled opposition to the John Birch Society, I can I can go into that. I used to be a chapter leader in that crap. <laughs> so, uh, if you're ever interested in that topic, it's pretty interesting. Uh, That'd be fun. But they used to have a book. They used to have a book called uh, "The Pink Swastika." Have y'all guys ever read that book? Yes, I have that book because of Red Ice. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bullshit in there, but there were nefarious people surrounding Hitler that. Uh, you know, Absolutely. Strasser and his gay and his little yep. band of gay men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I was like, you know, America first. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a grooming operation. And there was, you know, well, it's like see, some I other operations he, are grooming operations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you don't just name yourself after gay porn star for no reason. Oh, yeah. That's pretty And no, it was coincidental. It was. Clearly, it was because of it was because of the the, the combination of of a German guy and some Roman guy. That's how he ended up with that. I don't believe that. Oh, it was just because of Julius Stryker. Man. I don't. I don't buy that at all. Then why not just call yourself Julian or Julius or you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, but there's yeah, but like you were saying, um, the John Birch Society, the the controlled opposition thing. Like, well, that's the thing is they do they they start they they've started all of these controlled opposition movements. Yeah. You know, um, Amer- obviously America first, uh, it, it, even the dissident, right. And <laughs> trust me, trust me on this controlled opposition abounds. Um, okay. going That's all the way back to going back to Pierce and Rockwell. I mean, like, you know, you've got your cartoon Nazi Rockwell and his, his, his whole movement. And then you got Pierce and like the, what he didn't accomplish at all. And then you got your uh, who was the guy in Chicago there, Frank Cullen Cohen, who who's now Frank Joseph. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Frank Joseph. He's on the Jeff Rich show like every week. Now. Yeah, yeah, and he writes he writes uh, books on Atlantis and uh, esoteric yeah. history. He's yeah, written a lot of books, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's amazing. His stuff actually pretty deep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. It is. I have. That's what I was saying. I have a bunch of his books, and I was like, wait a minute, that's Frank Cullen. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's Frank Cohen. Yeah, Frank Cohen. Frank Cohen, who was leading the when the Nazis went to Skokie. Yep. Skokie, Illinois. Yep. I had that book when the Nazis came to Skokie. It's really interesting. Yeah, and um, he he was well, he was the head of the American Nazi movement or whatever in in Illinois. Yeah, and he was he was he was and, and not only that, he was also gay and said to be grooming underage boys in that operation as and well. His last name yeah, was he, Cohen. Yeah, he, which Cohen. means he was Jewish. Child pornography. It means he was yeah, Jewish. Absolutely. He was Jewish, and he went to jail for child porn. Just the same guy that. Uh, so hold on, he went to jail for child porn. What is he doing working with the guys from the Barnes Review? How, well, does, that, how does that happen? That's what I'm saying, man. This is well, all incestuous, man. <laughs> yeah, and you have to remember that the the Spotlight newspaper was destroyed, and it, it sort of reincarnated as American Free Press, and it's been very highly suspect. It's a shadow of what it used to be. So that whole organization is was gutted uh, back after uh, uh, Liberty Lobby was sued. And, you know, even going back to all, all of these groups, you know, Liberty Lobby supposedly got money from the order, you know, the, the, the robbery of the armored car robbery by the order. You know, they gave money to a lot of different groups, including Liberty Lobby. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the old school white nationalist groups received money from from that, allegedly. Hmm. Well, yeah, going back to Pierce, uh, oh, you know, I, I used to be part Pierce of the National Alliance. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I used to be, you know, I used to be connected to that, uh, you know, handing out National Alliance literature and stuff like that back in the 90s. But I got to tell you, man, uh, I, I had problems with Pierce when he, uh, you know, he supported when the biggest things he did in the 90s was he basically supported the official story of the uh, Oklahoma City bomb. You know, he came out and said, McVeigh, hello, McVeigh was a true patriot, white man. Who is sick of the Jews, the niggers, the gays? <laughs> he simply had enough. Right. Of the terror happened in Waco, Texas. Wow. Huh, that, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Don't you understand, Johnny? This is what happens when white people are pushed too far. Wow. As the, as the keyboard smashes on camera, it's like it's exactly the Christchurch thing. Like when I said Christchurch was fake and gay, it's like, no, you don't understand. When white people are pushed too far, they go to a church and kill parishioners. What? That's just I, I forgot about that. I forgot that Pierce was a, um, a multimillionaire who supported the official narrative of, of uh, OKC. Yeah. So it seems like whatever big you know, group that's created to represent white people uh, for the, you know, the decades that come up, you know, for, you know, during this decade, it's going to be this guy during this decade is going to be this group. Isn't amazing. They all seem to support the official narrative of whatever the big false flag is at the beginning of every new decade. Wow. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of serious people with serious opinions. And David Duke supports all of them all the way along. For sixty oh, years, absolutely. for sixty David years Duke. now, Doctor Dookie, Doctor Dookie, he's been poisoning wells for sixty years. Absolutely, and like a he's Jew, poison. poisoning wells. I thought Jews yeah. were the ones that poison wells. Yeah, Doctor Dookie's poisoning more wells than kikes. The Dookie oh. in the well. The Dookie in the well. Oh my God, Jack, write that down. Jack, write that down. Dookie in the well. That's perfect, Johnny. You know, I lived in New Orleans back at the time when uh, Doctor Dookie was, you know, a, a senator from the state of Louisiana. And, you know, the white nationalist community hated him. 
he was not at all well like he had a terrible reputation uh for basically you know a bunch of different stuff one being uh-huh. a degenerate gambler and the other and for banging everybody's wife wife girlfriend daughter yep. it didn't matter he'd he'd try to fuck him it was just amazing yeah and that, you know what's funny you know what's funny world around him yeah um oh shit i had something i wanted to say and i totally forgot what it was uh god damn it it was about david duke and poisoning wells yeah, picking the will, poisoning wills. Nah, but poisoning it's it, it's one of those things. It's like when he showed up to Charlottesville. As soon as I saw him at Charlottesville, I was like, uh, "Fuck." Yeah, kryptonite. I was like, "Well, all right. Well, this is bad, but whatever. Let me see her." And 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 at the same time, a little bit, I was like, "Wow, that's a whole lot of plastic." But like, <laughs> he's six foot, six foot tall and mostly plastic. Like, yeah. Interesting. So David Duke, David Duke, he's poisoned more wells than kikes and he's got more rhinoplasty than Jewish women. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting character. So, wow. yeah. So David Duke. Okay. So then you have your, so you have your, uh, William Pierce who, who was pushing, uh, Timothy McVeigh, the white dude who was pushed too far because of Waco. And now you have, now you have white nationalists who were uh, originally saying things like, obviously, if people that say Jews did 9-11 is just stupid. Obviously, it was saying niggers. Like, and, oh, yeah. And then they changed, <laughs> then they changed their view based on um, COINTELPRO assets. COINTELPRO assets coming on to, to give them the update. So you've got your, uh, you got your Ryan Dawson types. God, God, I can't stand that guy. Right. Uh, Right oh, no. to correct the record, but now you have, but now you have those same people that are um, that are teaching you how to um, to decontaminate your pizza box so you don't get COVID. <laughs> you throw so, the again. so it makes sense though. No, no, it makes sense. You gotta somebody's got to corral, right? Somebody's got to corral the white people, and that's what that's what Charlottesville, January sixth, the dissident right, all these movements, and so all these groups. You know, all of them. And I know, Jack, you don't want to hear this, but all of them. Um, and I mean all and I mean all of them. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, it's just right now, if there's a movement, they're they're either leading it, they're infiltrating it or or they they've they've they got their tabs on the big guys. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. you know, yeah, or they're or they're the doing the thing where they're they're making it look so absurd that nobody gives a shit. Like exactly. NSM, like the NSM, nobody gives a fuck about those guys. Those idiots show up with their with their wrinkly brown Nazi uniforms, right? You know, they're all two sizes too big because nobody can get the right size anymore because they don't make those shirts. <laughs> you know, I saw them show up, dude. I used to live in Peachtree City, Georgia, like a few years ago, and uh, it's like ten miles from Noonan, Georgia, and that was, you know, the NSM moved their headquarters to Noonan, Georgia, for a while. Mm-hmm. And they had this big rally. I don't know if you guys remember this in the news. This is back in like 2017, 2018. They had a big rally, NSM rally in Noonan, Georgia. And there was like six NSM dudes in their stupid uniforms and like, you know, 100,000 black people trying to kill them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and like I went to, um, I went to a handbacks thing in Tennessee a while back when he had, he had a, uh, it was before Charlottesville. And he had um, his NSM friends were there, and two different flavors of Klansmen were there. 
<laughs> God. Well, there is this one group. They're all in uniform and they were wearing black with the green flag. And I thought it was the Kekistani flag. Remember the Kekistani flag? The, the Pepe flag, yeah. right? And I was like, oh, you guys are the Kekistani guys? And like, they got like really offended by it. And then come to find out one of the guys that was there is a convicted pedophile who is a an obvious fed plant. I mean, he's as, as CI as CI, I guess. He might as well be like, like, yeah, I'm wearing a wire and you like you can see like a sure SM57 poking out of his chest, right? Like a he's got like a guitar amplifier microphone sticking out of his shirt, right? Like that's the kind of wire he's wearing. Like he's it, it, like it, clearly this guy's a fit. Anyways, yeah, all of those people are so cartoonishly um impotent, really. I mean, like looking like that and acting like that and doing that does literally nothing for you for us at all oh yeah i totally agree and it never has you know, and it's they're having a hard time getting you know they can't find an, any more like completely retarded actually retarded white people to, to do shit like in michigan so mm. now they're recruiting you know beaner often now you know right you've got <laughs> yes you've got garcia often yes yeah, <laughs> Some of the jobs that we we americans just won't do. i know man are there well, any jobs that beaners won't do that americans don't want to do like really <laughs> We don't want to do false flags anymore. Yeah, like we never did. That's the thing, dude. Like we never did. We never did. White people don't want to do false flags. We weren't into it. Like, you know, like the tea party, they're like, really? Wasting all this tea? James, are you serious? Dude, there's some right. fed right now. It's just a waste. You know, like you could, you, you know, the guys were like, I'm so this is just a waste. We should just like, we should just pretend to dump it. But, you know, but but because white people don't like doing that kind of stuff. But like the real false flags are all committed by Jews and yeah, their lackeys. Yeah. And it's not. Well, I mean, you can't just say the Jews because it's Jews and friends. They have plenty of friends. There's plenty of going. And they're all known as Anglos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, dude, there's some low level fed in a discord chat somewhere right now complaining that. Damn it. They're taking my job. These beaners. <laughs> right. Beaner well, taking my job. Well, speaking of oh, yeah. speaking of doing things um, and doing things better, also like you know, but that was a woman trying to be a man with the shooter at the the school in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> they apparently, well, no, because the, the Beaner Waffen they released his entire online persona, like everything, his whole online world was released within hours, right? everything yep. i mean this guy's artwork and his somehow they had pictures of his notebooks where he was drawing he wasn't just writing poetry he would like draw the letters you know what i mean like for some of his words would have like the the word like like it'd be like pow and the word pow would be drawn like a like a, like a comic book word right and but they had all these photographs of all it's just hours after the thing happened meanwhile the tranny from the Christian school there that supposedly had a manifesto that was so bad that everybody that saw it died, like the frazzle drip video. Remember that? Like, oh, yeah. The, the police officer that looked at the video killed himself. I don't know about that. Not over the video. Like, no. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe maybe they did have video Wait, of them so doing some the things. The little kid wrote a manifesto and like. It was really bad. I'm not familiar with all of this. Oh, yeah. the tran They won't release the Tranifesto because it's just too bad. It's too... We don't want to release it because it will um, it, it will give people ideas. 
you know, it'll increase hate towards the trans yes. community. It'll do well. It'll do that as well. Plus the things in there, like people might take, get the ideas and be like, wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> and they, they, they don't want to release that one, but they made, they made Ted Kaczynski's book, like one of the best selling books of all time. Weird. Well, it's, Very it's weird. amazing. Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. I mean, the guy was, I mean, it's, I can't agree with his, you know, actions, but he blew up the wrong people, let's say. But I mean, his his book or Did his manifesto was certainly prophetic. It's all happening. Uh, yeah, the book was prophetic. The people that were blown up, uh, that whole list is sus. Like we went over that. We went over that in yeah. our first episode this season. I don't believe. But, I don't believe. Yeah. You know, I know a guy who um, communicated with him while he was in prison uh, and got letters back from the the guy, the Unabomber uh, mm-hmm. Kaczynski, and with the exact handwriting that you know was used in the letter you know that kind of blocky uh um writing so uh, sure interesting very interesting character yeah sure um i'm especially now more of the belief that stuff like that was done by an ai uh they ran they ran his manifesto through chat gpt or something one of the things and it's like 99 percent written likely written by an ai according according to the ai itself not that I said 100, but either way. Was it 100? Was it 100%? I thought it was 90 yeah, something. Pretty sure okay. it was 100. Okay. 100%. Whatever. So, and we've already seen videos of 3D printers writing, handwriting people's homework, right? So, who's to say that this person who's been getting letters from, I mean, not just your buddy, but like in general, everybody that's gotten letters, because Ted's been known to write everybody back. Like that would be a cool science project for like, you know, my my friend was friends with a guy that was actually trying to write a book on Kaczynski. So uh, that's how he got in contact with him. And um, but, you know, Kaczynski was a child genius. Essentially, Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. he was in, I believe, Harvard when he was was, 16 years old. He was. Yeah, that's the again, that's the story. He's MK Ultra victim. He was the MK Ultra victim. Part of the Harvard experiment. Yep, we we got into that. It was. I mean that whole thing. If you if you talk to the people, the other people that were involved with the Harvard experiment, nobody but Kaczynski had the broken brain that turned into a you know the evil person that did the thing, right? Just him. Yeah. So right. So because, I mean, I heard the tapes. It was just sort of abusive stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. hey, you know, you really suck. You know that, right? You're not really that smart. And you're you're ineffective, you know, stuff like that. Just trying to break the guy's confidence. It wasn't like you will do what we say. We have you under no. Control. And it wasn't. But that's the thing is, it wasn't just him. They did that to all twenty of the people involved in the program. Yeah, yeah that's true. They did absolutely. Yeah. And and it wasn't just that kind of berating that they they made them write um, basically their life's philosophy, right? And how how they, if they could what they how they saw the world their life's philosophy and how they could incorporate their life's philosophy to change the world for the better, and these are you know sixteen year old kids they're all in this gifted program who were uh, that's another thing the gate <clears throat> the gate program is another thing that I want to look into a bunch of people have been sending me stuff about um, that's definitely an alphabet organization's uh, project. But that's that's for a whole other episode. But um, so what they did was the, they had these kids who were all they'd all gotten into college a year or two, three years early. And they took a group of them who were special in other ways and had them do this. And then they had that thesis of theirs broken down by a lawyer, basically. 
and this person w- was pretending to be a psych- uh, like a psychologist or whatever or a professor, and he broke down their thesis and basically d- just like um, d- debated every point of their thesis and defeated every point of their thesis and was just made them you know made them feel insignificant. And imagine being 16, you're in college, and now your your first professor does this to you. Like, imagine what that, right? Like, that's that's where that's where when you hear about the the Harvard experiment, you're supposed to be like, oh wow, it's so terrible, so terrible what they did to those kids. Well, if there were 20 kids, only one kid snapped. Yeah, I mean, and, and the MK older thing is a very broad subject. It's it like, is. It's huge. Yeah. So there's all different varieties and, and degrees to which it was done. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing. The MK Ultra program. Now you have uh, another aspect of that. You have your NSDAP guys who you have you have your Nazi defenders who were like the guys that came over in Operation Paperclip were just some paper pushers who did what they were told so they didn't get put in the gulags. I don't yeah, necessarily um, buy that 100%. Werner von Braun like worked with Walt Disney and like the you know was like the head of NASA. I mean that's not I don't think that I, I don't think there was ever any sort of Damocles hanging over Werner von Braun's life when it came to like you'd better work with our space program there buster. Yeah. You know or or, or else yeah, you know, no. and you know another interesting thing about op- Operation Paperclip was that there was an enormous amount of psychologists, that exactly, were over, even more than the scientists. Mm-hmm. But the only ones that people talk about are the scientists, are the actually the NASA guys. Nobody talks about nobody talks about the the psychologists that were embedded in hospitals and schools, prisons, yes. um, prisons was a place too. Yeah, um, colleges, and obviously uh, one of them worked with the guys that did the Harvard experiment on Ted Kaczynski. Now, having your brain broken at 16 years old, having your entire worldview defeated by, you know, your, your professor as a freshman in college, as a Doogie Hauser type freshman in college, right? 16 years old. That's got to suck. And I mean, but, but nobody else, no, nobody else snapped. I don't know. I don't believe that. I don't believe the Ted K story anymore. I don't. I don't believe he had anything to do with any of that. I yeah, after watching guy. after watching yeah, after watching the interviews with like the neighbors, the neighbor's daughter, like all that all just seems very contrived and fake and phony and like a lot of a lot of this stuff is very non-falsifiable stuff, you know. You have well, to take One thing the, that doesn't make sense is that choices he made of people that need to be blown up that they weren't very good choices right exactly it's like again when white people are pushed too far apparently they go to your local church and start shooting people you know it's like this guy was mad because of technology and whatnot and so he went after just, it was just bad. There was just like, I, are they? Yeah, used- you would, it would have made more sense to go after like Microsoft or sure, you know, yeah. NSA or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah, something like that. Better choices. That's it's just like with head, you know? with any of these guys, like that, airline executives and shit. Yeah, right. Like any of these guys that try to go for that quote high score, they never go for. It's always civilians. Right. If you're yeah, mad, they never show up at like gold. They never show up at Goldman Sachs or Lockheed Martin. Yeah, right, right. And but as long as they do show up at Safeway and wax 
the retarded bag boy by accident, you know, um, we're we're still gonna have big conversations about guns and mental health in racism. When uh, oh yeah, racism. Uh, he, don't he shoots all the, all the black people in the supermarket, but don't for- uh, apologizes for pointing the gun at, at the white cashier. Don't forget the racisms. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, sorry I mean, about he did that. Shoot a white woman out front though, didn't he? No. Uh, <laughs> If I remember correctly, uh, she was also black. Oh man, that's a, that was many shootings ago. She looked ago. white to me. I don't think she. No, was black. no she, she was, was light skinned. Like she, she was mixed. Like yeah, mixed. she was light skinned. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. High yellow. Huh? Uh, high yellow. Yep. Okay. That's one. That's one I haven't heard in a while. A high yellow. <laughs> man. Call so, me red, but <laughs> but getting back to this whole conspiracy of everybody on the right being controlled opposition. Um, except for us, apparently, because everybody fucking hates us now. So, well, this is the only uh, show we've been invited on to, Johnny. We've kind of been blackballed and kicked out of everything too. So, did you really? Did you say bad things about people who want you to pay for things? Probably, yes. Yeah, I've been banned on so much shit on Telegram. Not even like being a dick, just like disagreeing with a point or something. And uh, this has been going on for like over a year, so. You can't argue like, with people online anymore. It doesn't even bother me. It's just kind of like, wow, you know, these are supposed to be the free speech advocates, you know? Well, because there's no free speech. Even, we've been outed as working for the Syngenta Corporation, and oh, yeah. Clint has a desk job at the CIA, and Mike is a long-time Do CIA I? agent. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, that's job. Job. I've been told, uh, man, I've been told, um, I've been told that I've, I'm, I'm a CIA plant uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a glowy the pair we were the paraglowies for a long time they call us the paraglowies <laughs> oh, i forgot about that one yeah i want to know when i get at when when anybody like i i've i've never been contacted by the fbi and I don't, i'm not asking you guys to show i know you're listening so i'm not asking you guys to show up right but like in all of this stuff where all these people get visits right you know and again, I'm not asking for one. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see. You know, I don't want to see any. Any. You know, Fox Mulder showing up at my door or nothing. But um, you would think that that I would have. You know. Well, there's a lot of really careless people on the internet who literally post like guns and other pictures in public chats and talk about talk about doing crime. Did you say a boot? Are you a, a fucking boot? Canadian? <laughs> oh, have you been hiding your fucking Canadianness this whole time? He's a, he's a no, I'm, stu- I'm, all, I'm all sick and stuffed up. Maybe oh, okay. Sound all, all right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, so Canadians are just sick of it. Please Americans. don't offend me. Jesus. I was going to say, well, you said a boot, Canadian. and I was like, wait a minute. You didn't say a boot. <laughs> You're a secret Canadian. That's a secretly Canadian. A oh, man. CIA Canadian. The mask slipped. Right. Yeah. Lifetime actor. Like just we were just talking about this. See what I mean? You can't trust anybody. But Johnny, this this is not a lie. What 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 David Scorpio is saying, some guy is accusing us of working for a Syngenta corporation. You know? I'm dead serious. This is like the recent thing. So uh you know, it's pretty funny. And uh, you know, I found out I had a guy call me four years ago. It's like four or five years ago. He goes, Mike, he was this guy I know. In Texas, and uh, that's a long story there. But anyway, he uh, he goes, "Have you ever worked for the Central Intelligence Agency?" And I said, "Central Intelligence? What are you talking about?" He goes, "Yeah, it says here on this website that you work for the CIA." And I was like, 
No, wow. but that's Man, cool. That would be pretty interesting. I'm pretty sad that I don't. I have to tell you, I do not. But that would make, make it my life a whole lot more interesting if I did. Right. <laughs> uh, be a whole yeah, lot I mean, cooler if you did. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's funny shit, man. There's all kind. You know, when you do conspiracy shows, you get yourself. You become a conspiracy. You know. <laughs> it's, no. No. I'm CIA. How, how do they figure out how to fire up Zoom and talk to each other? It's it's got to be the uh, intelligence agencies, you know. <laughs> right, got to be the intelligence. Right. This is yeah. serious technology here on my iPhone. Oh, yeah. Eight, you know? oh, yeah. Unless you're Max Egan, you don't you can't you know you just can't get in touch with Max all. Egan. Nope. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Man. I've got a whole studio apparently. Even though I'm just doing this on an iPhone, you know. <laughs> are you are you are you just doing yours on your phone? Yeah, it's yeah. a CIA issued iPhone. Huh. Yeah, it's a CIA issued iPhone eight. <laughs> Obama phone. That's literally an Obama phone. The iPhone eight is an Obama phone for sure. Well, hell yeah, I'm CIA. That's what they gave me. <laughs> nice. But you just have a desk job. My, I my get an upgrade. Operate. They upgrade me. At, you know, I'm trying to get that upgrade. Do- yeah, Doctor Pavel, I'm CIA. <laughs> Dude, Wait, you just have a, a desk job. It's been, I Dude, mean, we're the laziest podcast ever. We do everything on the phone, man. I'm too lazy to open up the laptop and plug in the mic, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't even sound that much better. I mean, with all the technology. I mean, knows. come on. It does too. But it does too. <laughs> it does too. All right. I'm, I'm saying that because I'm a mic fag. So, yeah, you're right. I, no, Can you get, like, my adapter and just plug the mic into your phone, though. I, that would be awesome if you could do that. But, you know, you have to get, you have to get like a special. Well, no, I don't. You can probably is there do like the, a USB port. I'm pretty sure you could do it. Yeah, if you had a USB C, yeah, know. they yeah. make that for iPhones. It's mm-hmm. called like the Lightning Link cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have a. I mean, you, would you say you have an eight? I think I have a seven. Yeah. My iPhone. It's. I have old ass nigger tech. It's like I have the buttons on the side. I have the volume up and down button. I have the button on the well, side. They got rid of those. And they I have yeah on the side. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fucked. My up. wife I has like the it. brand newest one because her phone died while I was out of town, oh. and and instead of listening to me and just going to get the battery replaced on her other phone, yeah, she went and got the new one, and the newest one has no buttons, zero it's buttons. Got like twenty cameras though, right? It's like thirty-seven camera lenses on the back side of it. It can take oh. it, it, it. Yeah, I'm like, why? It looks like a, it, it. It looks like a stop, like an intersection in a major city. You know, like all yeah. of this. It's got 86 cameras. Why? And what's funny is she'll take a, a a video and she'll send it to me and it'll only be like the one inch by inch and a half high little video that you can see. It won't open up to the big. I don't know why. She's got like a $9,000 camera and doesn't know how to use it. But that's a whole that's a whole other thing. That's just that's gentlemen. I regret to inform you that women. But <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those situations but um, I, I like that meme. that's a funny meme it is, but it's 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 a true meme you know there's I mean, a lot of truth to it for sure listen listen a lot of memes come from true places of um, course just like stereotypes yeah, they don't come out of thin air right exactly you know they don't come out of thin air yep um i totally forgot what we were talking about uh how we're all in the right wing <laughs> Oh, the controlled opposition in the right wing. Yes, everybody but us. Yeah. We've been thrown out. Um, did I tell you that uh, I got an email from, or not an email, I got a DM from Colette a while back. Oh, boy. <laughs> about, like, yeah, I've, like, I've never spoken to the guy. Apparently, apparently, apparently somebody got into his comments about 
them talking to but you know there's the there's the there's the right wing group that's obviously the front runners for um glowy of the month group <laughs> oh i thought you're gonna say gay of the month oh, i'm sorry oh, the same thing I mean, same thing well and it's it's and it's always like it's weird because it's like you know the more uh righteous and pretentious they pretend to be the more degenerate they really are behind the scenes <laughs> it's true yeah, I like that. it's and it's like every single time too it's like and it's the fucking always has been meme yeah always has been it's like you were saying like cullen and Cohen, that guy, he was like grooming kids, right? Well, look, all of these guys, like, like even like if you go to what national, I'm not trying to make people mad here, but the guy that runs National Vanguard now, right? He got, uh, he he did time for having CP on his computer. I think his ex girlfriend turned him in. That's uh, whatever that guy's name is. I can't remember. I can't remember anybody's names anymore. Uh, I'm getting old, but uh. So well, then ha- I mean, shit like that uh, happens all the time, you know, and you've got I mean, even with the groups now, you've got guys that have come forward and like, yeah, these guys are offering booze to kids and, you know, like Coke, Coke, it, boobs or beer, booze, booze, oh, okay. alcohol. No, they're gay. They, they won't offer boobs. Yeah. Well, unless it's man <laughs> boobs, Yeah, man boobs. But like, these are things that like, even even if. Even if that's all it was, was trying to give a trying to give a, a teenager a beer, which it wasn't. It was an eleven year old, but um, trying to give a kid a beer. Oh, you know, like having a beer with your uncle or whatever. It's not what it's like. But you guys are supposed to be. These are supposed to be the vanguards of the movement. These are supposed to be the guys who are going to take power and change everything. These are the ones that the wh- white people. You yeah, know, they need- are. They just need to give them twenty years. Of 20 right, but that's dollars. the thing is like every single time that there's a movement that comes together. Or attempts to comes together to come together. This happens, and it doesn't it doesn't matter when or how or who. It just keeps happening this way. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're never going to let white people organize properly. Yeah, no. is that the guy Kevin Strom, the guy that runs National Alliance. Yes, yes, yes. He's he, weird looking too. He looks really feminine, and he has those John Lennon glasses and shit. He's weird looking. His eyes look like close together. He looks weird, man. Yeah, uh, he, but he got caught with a you know again same same scenario you know. Then, you know, uh, I think James Mason even got caught up with some of that, too. Uh, he got caught up with some uh, pictures of underage girls or something. Uh, I think he was I, actually, yeah. like, dating underage girls. Yeah, he was actually, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, look. This really? Be a wow. Thread. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I, think it was pretty- like, I think it was like a 15-year-old or something, which I'm not approving of, but just to give some context. Yeah. I don't know. The Maybe whole Charles time. Manson sent him some girls from uh, you know, prison from his contacts. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in contact with Manson all the time. So oh yeah, there you go. right. Yeah. Another uh, another glowy. Of course, yeah. That was a glow up. <laughs> all that stuff, all that stuff in Laurel Canyon in the sixties was all CIA. Imagine, imagine oh, yeah. going to work, and one of the hazards of going to work was somebody might dose you with acid. That was the God, CIA. I might start going to work again. Yeah, that, right. <laughs> You're saying I don't have to pay for it anymore? What? Dude, you're going <laughs> to... Man, I never was so lucky to have that happen to me, you know? Not. Hey, work's actually okay now. I can actually enjoy the day. Thanks, whoever did that. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Right. You know what's funny? <laughs> How is it possible that everything on Earth has gotten more expensive except, like, televisions and acid? 
Yeah, acid is still like uh, five, five bucks. bucks man. That's not even five bucks. If you're paying more than five bucks for a hit of acid, you're getting robbed. Yeah, five bucks, man. It's been five bucks since it's been invented, and it'll always be five <laughs> bucks. It's been five bucks since I went to Grateful Dead shows 25 years ago. Yeah, five bucks. Hey, man, five bucks. Yeah, the Laurel Canyon stuff, man. That's the topic that I really love. I did, did a lot of looking into that. We did, uh, yeah, we did a few episodes on Laurel Canyon with our uh, with our buddy Cash customer. Um, I don't know if you guys, yeah, Cash customer. Yeah, I heard that. One. You guys remember Cash? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hope he's not mad at me. Still, I wasn't. I don't know what his deal was, but he got mad at us. But really, yeah. Because we the the last episode that he was on was called the. The, the gang tries to get cash to talk about Laurel Canyon. And <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was hilarious. It was, a, it was a, everybody. It, it was, a, I mean, always sunny reference is what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was obviously an always sunny reference. And, and if you listen to the episode, there was a lot of wrangling going on and corralling, right? He's, he's an interesting guest. He's, he, he had, he's had his own podcast. He's an interesting guest. Some guys, you know, some guys ramble and you got to keep him on topic. Sometimes I lose track of what I'm talking about. But um, anyway, yeah, he got mad at the title. And so he doesn't talk to us anymore. Well, oh. Dave McGowan is an interesting character. You know, it, it, I love Dave McGowan, dude. Yeah. And he, he died of like this fast acting cancer, too, which is kind of odd. Mm, yeah. Hmm, just very odd how he just keeps releasing these books that have a lot of actual truth in them. And he just uh, just up and died. Oh, no, it was just fast acting cancer. Just weird. Yeah. Well, he kind of opened that subject up single handedly, I believe, didn't he? Yes. See, I'm yeah. like 100% positive CIA got him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there was nobody really diving into that until he came along. Really, there, there was some work in that, but not really that deep. But, not the know, way he did. Not, yeah. not the way he did. Yeah, he he yeah. went deep. And uh, well, I think one of the reasons why McGowan um, was allowed to put as much stuff out there as he did is that a lot of the stuff that he wrote about were um, what people consider like a just so story, like a lot of a lot of non verifiable, non falsifiable type stuff. Right, right, right. But well, the revelation of the of the secret movie studio, and uh, I think it was Mount uh, Lookout Mountain. Lookout was, Mountain, was, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which was owned by Disney. Yep. Funny how that works. Disney and NASA co co own. It's weird. Yeah. They own it together. Yeah, that's weird. Disney and NASA. Disney Disney was um, founded by. Uh, Walt Disney, who was a member, who was not a Freemason, but he was a member of the Demolay Society, which is Freemasonry for kids. Yeah, yeah. Freemasonry for rich kids. Yeah, and of course, there's the 33 Club at, at you know Disneyland too, which is you know, their elite club to join for dinner and stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's another one of those things. It's like the 30 Club 33, really, Walt? Like. It's so obviously ham fistedly there, right? I've seen it. Well, like, I walked past. Yeah. I I've I walked past where it is. Yeah, I've gone to Disney enough and looked and found it. So, yeah, y'all, y'all need to uh, talk to uh, Adam Garitley. You've read any of his work, Johnny? Adam Garitley? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I've interviewed him on. He's like an expert on Charles Manson stuff, CIA. He's written like. Four or five books on Manson. I think they're the best books on Manson that's ever been written. To be honest with you, uh, I agree. Yeah. I've done. I've interviewed him twice. I'll send you uh, after the show. I'll send you one of the interviews I do with. I think he's still around doing okay. interviews, but 
he's actually someone you might be interested. He's actually a really in, in talking to. He's got some angles that nobody else really has put together on that. You know, oh. process church and all that. He gets really deep and all that. Oh, the uh, process church. That's something that um, Astrofash has always brought up. Um, he used to hang out with us. Like, the process church, like, is Garitley's main kind of deal. Okay, all that. Okay, the, yeah, the definitely, dude. Process. Give me his. Yeah, I send me that link to you guys' yeah. podcast. I'll yeah, listen I'll to it. Too. And then yeah, send me if you have process. contact information for him. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, I still do. I think I think I still have his email, so I'll send that to you. But uh, he'd be a really good guest for y'all to have on. Man, he's uh, he doesn't do a lot. I'm, I hope he's still doing interviews because uh, I interviewed him twice. Shit, that was like a decade ago, you know. But but he used to. Uh, I think Freeman used to listen to Freeman Fly. You mentioned him sometimes. Before, I listened uh, you know, to all of Freeman's stuff back in the day. I used to do. A, I did a show on Sundays. I was the show before his show on Oracle Broadcasting for a while before Renegade. So uh, he uh, he was a pretty. I, I used to love his shows, man. Uh, I wish he was still putting out new stuff. You know, to be honest with you. Who Free- uh, uh, Freeman? No Freeman. Yeah. Well, I heard. I've heard. Well, I know him and Jamie got divorced. Now Jamie's with Jay Dyer. Yeah, Jay Dyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. And he's Orthodox. Sorry for whoever. So he corrected yep. me on that. He is Orthodox. I couldn't remember what flavor religion, fake religion thing he was. LARPy. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's Orthodox. He's LARPy. Orthodox. I didn't mean fake. I meant LARPy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's kind of like a, a limited kind of hangout kind of deal, you know? Oh, for but, sure. Uh, <laughs> Jay Dyer. That's weird that he hooked up with Freeman's ex-girlfriend. That's strange. Ex-wife. Strange. Ex-wife. Ex-wife. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, the truth. The Church of the Final Process is fascinating because it's like this corporate merger of gods, you know, you know, God and Satan mm-hmm. become one in this concept, right? And the Church of the Final Process is all rooted in Scientology. The the founders of that were all high level people that were connected to L. Ron Hubbard at the very beginning of Scientology. So it's a fascinating story. Yeah, and that basically the Scientology, that model for God and Satan or uh, Jesus and Satan being the same thing is just basic Freemasonic doctrine um, when you get to above the 32nd degree. Right. And also, Scientology, all, all, all this is the same thing. It's, uh, you know, a Book of Mormon uh, with the Freemasonic Bible, you know, the morning star in Revelations is the same morning star as Lucifer in, you know, Jeremiah. Uh, you know, so uh, they linked all that together with their link with their codes they have in the Freemasonic Bible and the Mormon Bible, basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, but Scientology is based off that same thing as well. So yeah, that's the whole deal is that that's the, as above, so below, you know, Jesus, Satan, one entity, you know, the good, the bad, the duality of life, this kind of thing. That's just basic. It's, it's in all of the cults. I mean, it's all of them have the same philosophies. Uh, but once you figure out the, the Freemasonic doctrine, it's the, it goes across the board. Every single cult is based on the same doctrine. Mm-hmm. pretty much it's pretty much right well there's i have um i have a series of what it's a pdf a couple of pdfs where it shows the connections to all these secret societies and how they're basically based around the same rules and regulations like yeah. all of them yeah every single one of whether them. it's that whether the, talking about the hierarchy or the uh the way that they're um the way that they're structured the way that their promotion systems are everything about it it's exactly the same all of them right down to the vegetarian diet yep all the same isolation uh depriving you of nutrients 
uh, isolation and uh, total control of information and uh, the concept of duality. Uh, Freemasonic duality is mm. they're all exactly the same model. But I used to say, if you really want to run a successful cult, it's really easy. All you need is 10 acres and a sheet of acid. And good looking together. girls. And some good looking girls. 10 acres, sheet of acid, good looking girls. You get yourself a pretty good cult. <laughs> yeah. And some good costumes. You got to have some kind of costume. You got to have good costumes. Man. It's yeah. very important. Costumes really are costume. important. The S, dude, the SS. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's what God, made the SS bet. the baddest of the bad. Hugo Boss, sheet of acid, 10 acres, women. There yeah. you go. Okay, Micah, I'm coming to Georgia. We're going to buy 10 acres and we're going to Well, that's the whole plan, dude. I'm waiting. That's the whole that's what I'm trying to do. I'm waiting for <laughs> you to get down here to do this, man. You need to hurry up. Yeah, I got to I got to get out of LA before it's too late. Seriously, I do that. Yeah, you I really mean, should. If you're in LA, <laughs> in there's LA, only one place that's worse than that, and that's San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco used to be an amazing town. You know, when I lived up in Humboldt County back in, you know, the 2000s, mm. San Francisco was an amazing town. Oh, yeah, dude. Shit. Oh, yeah. When I, when, I, when I lived in the Bay Area and still, like, wasn't quite awake to the stuff that I am now, but, like, I could see, you know, I, I mean, I always knew to stay away from the ghetto, actually, you know, that, that I didn't know, um, but... It used to be such a nice place. You know, you used to be able to oh, go to the park. Amazing. You used to be able to go to the park. You used to be able to go do stuff. You know, you can't you can't anymore. It's absolutely it's it's beyond like third world city status. It's I don't I don't get how an American city becomes like that. It's just openly like it's a it's it's a sore. It's a, it's just it's an infected sore that's oozing pus everywhere. You know, and <laughs> And it's in the pus is everywhere, and it's like, and it's it's on the streets, and it's on the sidewalks, shit, and it's yes. on the yeah, and it's shit, and the needles, and the shit, and the homeless, and the homeless campments. And some woman got mauled by a dog last week or the week before last, and the, the homeless person's dog, got, it was a pit bull, obviously, um, but it mauled this one. First of all, what are you doing, fucking jogging anywhere near these people? But second, what are you gonna do now, lady? You know, you, what, are you gonna sue the homeless person? Like yeah, there you go. There you go. Your leg is now gone. <clears throat> These homeless people have taken over, and the cops can't do anything about it. What are the cops going to do? Giant never happened. The pit bull was a crisis actor, man. Yeah. Happened, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just—it's ridiculous, man. Like the robberies and carjackings and the the um. Yeah. Every car gets broken into. Oh yeah, because they they changed the law. It's it's not it's a misdemeanor to break into someone's car now. So mm-hmm. it's open season on cars. Yeah. Oh yeah, the people that live there put signs in their windows: "Nothing in the car, please don't break window." I live here. Sounds like someone who has something in the car smashes window. Right. I don't think the crackheads think that far ahead. I don't. I don't even know if they read. If that even helps. But the Can fact that read? they've. But the fact that they've. The fact that they've been reduced to doing that. First of all, LOL, LMAO even, because fuck you, San Francisco. That's what you get. You get what you fucking deserve. Like, you literally get what you fucking deserve. You dumbasses voted to let all this shit happen. You know, there is such a thing as being so open-minded, your brain falls out. 
Oh yeah, and then of course you know it's been flooded with uh, all kinds of minorities and oh yeah, aliens. all San the Francisco, minorities. San Francisco has always been a haven. It's been a yeah. ha- well. See, that was the thing is like when I was when I was divorced and single and realized you know it was, it was like being a degenerate thirty year old, right? I was like, oh man, this is party city, and it is. It's what is, Sodom and Gomorrah, dude. Like mm-hmm. party city. If you're a single person, even if you're not, because there are married people in that area. I don't give a shit about any of that marriage stuff. Um, it's it. You know, it is the place for all the vice. It's like Vegas with minus the casinos. You know, it's like you can find all of the things all of the time, and they allowed all this debauchery and party culture to take place i mean san francisco is where everybody went to get drugs you know in the 80s and in the 90s yeah and don't get the gay bathhouse uh phenomenon oh then the gay bathhouse phenomenon that was like an open secret people talked about it but they didn't talk about it yeah great way to spread disease there uh yeah I mean, it's just it, the whole, but yeah, but then they vote all these gay people into office. Then you have gay people in politics and all they're doing is pushing agendas for themselves and their people. And it just, you know, look at, just look at San Francisco. Look at it. They voted to get rid of sit lie, which means, you know, it's a sidewalk, not a side sit, not a side lie. Right. So you're no longer allowed. You're now you're allowed to sleep and sit on the sidewalk anytime you want. And they got rid of the public urination and defecation laws. And now you have homeless people sleeping and shitting on the streets everywhere. Damn, Mike, this sounds like your spot, brother. Yep. Sounds like India, but like in ways more degenerate. It's, it's like just, India, only more expensive. And yet That's everything true. has gotten more expensive on top of it. Yeah. Let's don't forget that. <laughs> you must pay for your, you will pay for your hepatitis C. It's like, and I don't like the way that they're doing it. Is the only people that can afford to live there are the filthy rich or the filthy poor. That is a phenomenon that's happening all over major cities in America. I yeah, not just there. I mean, that's oh, that's happening. a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's like San Francisco is like the most extreme of uh, all the cases. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. it's the most extreme example. Yeah, by far. Yeah, it's ahead of the pack. Is all. <laughs> yeah. Always has been. Always has been. Yeah. It's a trailblazer. Yeah. Atlanta's um, not far behind. Becoming we've worse, gotten... Worse okay, so how did... How did we get here? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. News. Uh, yeah. Well, what did you <laughs> want to discuss as far as controlled uh, opposition and the right? Anything specific? Oh, man. Um that's all of it at this point like think about it we've we covered really i mean uh, rockwell rockwell pierce colin now you've got trs america first you've got um what do you think about a patriot front (laughs) uh like i said like i said i don't have i i think i i think at at the the ground level even 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 groups like that, they're they're mostly good guys. Like almost every single one of those guys means well. Um, but I'm sure that a group like that doesn't get away with being untouched by the system. It just doesn't happen. There's no way. Oh yeah. So 
you know, it's interesting. If, if you research the early contactee movement in the UFOs, even those groups were infiltrated by the FBI. Oh, absolutely, the man. Absolutely. That they were full and, of communists. And the thing about, well, the thing about Patriot Front and their original founders were Vanguard America. And I know the guys that were founders of that. And then one of them, one of them was Ghoul from TRS. And yeah, it was is, he the, is he the one that was the bad apple? Which one? <laughs> what other, <laughs> no, he got doxxed. He got he did a he did a thing where he face doxxed like a dumbass and then got doxxed at his college and just dropped off the face of the earth. Um, and then come to find out that he had some degeneracy in his past. Oh no, but not that's what, not what we're here for. But yeah, uh. But again, like their their beginnings were kind of shady, so I, I and I don't like I was a member of Identity Europa, you know, and those guys have been known to have their rosters leaked, you know. Yeah, well, what's the deal with that? Are they still around? No, no, I believe everybody who was Identity Europa has been absorbed into anybody who was left has been absorbed into America First at this point. I think isn't Patrick yeah, Casey kind of like, isn't Patrick Casey part of that? Isn't Patrick Casey part of America First? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Patrick Casey was the guy who took over for he Domingo. Left. He split up with Nick like a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. So Patrick Casey was the guy who took over for Domingo for Identity Europa. So, and that's the guy, you know, I, Pat, you know, he was a, he was a, f- a felon, you know, Domingo. He was, he, uh, Iraq vet who got drunk and beat up an Arab cab driver because of Iraq. Like, <laughs> that doesn't even sound like a, that doesn't even sound like a real thing. Yeah, but this is nothing new. This going back to, you know, organizations that are, are created to get, uh, you know, list of people that that, that, is, that list is then handed over, you know, a dossier. This has been going on from the very beginning. I mean, hell, I used to be in the John Birch Society and it became mm-hmm. well known that, you know, Robert Welch was connected to the Rockefeller family. Yeah. Um, oh, what a the surprise. whole purpose of the John Birch Society during the communist infiltration was to get the names and a list to hand over to the actual communist who were running everything uh, of who the people that were opposed to their agenda were. Because at that time, there was there were people, you know, with high status in the communities and that kind of thing that joined the organization. But that model is basically the same model they've done for all these other organizations. You create an organization, you have a paywall or you have a you have a. Uh, a donor list or whatever. I mean, this happened to Dr. Dookie when he turned over his donor list to the feds. This happened uh, after Pierce left the National Alliance. Their donor list leaked out uh, and all the information. Got. This happened, you know, the Birch Society, as I mentioned. This this, this the same thing over and Weird. over. Weird. It's just strange how this stuff keeps happening over and over. And right. Over. It's the same fucking formula. <laughs> they just over change it up a little bit every time. I mean, yeah, why do that? Like it's our, It clearly works. Yeah. I mean, instead of having the old formula where you used to have to mail in your dues to the National Alliance or the Birch Society, you know, and you're on the list, the membership roster as a donor or whatever, now you have a paywall. You have a paywall subscription. What's the difference? It's the same thing. Just a little more high tech. That's all. Same thing. You have a list. <laughs> that's exactly what list. it is. Yep. It's a list. That's the whole point to gather mm-hmm. names and information to see. I mean, there's a list that was given. There was obviously a list of names that was given to somebody because there were indictments handed out for the torch march in Charlottesville yeah. the night before the Charlottesville rally. Uh, somebody gave that list up. 
There are people who say it could be Richard Spencer. There are people who say that it could be Mike Enoch when he had his little separate deal with Roberta Kaplan. Um, some people say it could have been the Identity Europa people. Uh, and some people say it was, you know. It doesn't really it matter. It doesn't matter who it is. But somebody got a list. There was a list. And the thing is, is there's a list and lists were given. You're, if, if you've Did ever given your information up? to anybody for any of this stuff, you're on a list. Yeah. Did people sign up to join the, the torch march? Was there like a sign up list beforehand or have, have that? No, but there was like a, like a list of identity Europa people that were going to be there. There was a list of mm. maybe TRS people that were going to be there. There was a list. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I know anything other than the speculation that I've just said. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I know Dr. Dookie actually handed over his donor list because right. the yep. FBI was going to arrest him or they were going to charge him with uh, campaign finance, you know, irregularities. So he just handed over the whole list to keep his ass out of the out of the clink, you know. That yeah, is, he still yeah. worked for a little while, but it was like, you know, for a shorter period of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but real quick. Always do. That's what they always do. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, sir. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to, uh, because we are going to need to start wrapping up here pretty soon i just want to thank everybody for donating tonight uh house jeep uh she'll kill Linny in the house and they're donated it was one earlier gray state of mind thank you sir um yeah thanks for coming by everybody in the live streams tonight we don't normally do weekend streams but we didn't do a, a nationalist inquirer for you this week so i figured we do a live stream slash podcast for you tonight. Hey, Johnny, real Yo. quick, what do you think of uh, those guys up in Ohio? I mean, I know they're kind of more uh, aggressive. I actually a blood kinda, tribe? Yeah, I kind of like them, but I, I'm not like attached to anything. I like to hear people's opinions. I just heard of them the other day. I saw um, when there were marches where a black guy walked by and they all yelled, shut up, nigger, to the black guy. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I'm getting old. You know what I mean? And, like, that kind of sure. shit just is like, really? Are we still doing, are we still yelling at the black guy thing? Is that what we're going to do? We're just going to, we're still yelling at the black guy? Is that 2023? We're still yelling at the black guy? I guess I it know. beats, you know, ambulance chasing after white yeah. victims of black I mean, crimes. it beats ambulance chasing, like, you know, all of it, like, you the know, reason I like it is because it's just it's so goonish. That, it, like, yeah, it's it extremely funny. cartoonish and goonish, and but it I, is. I like it. But the funny. red jackets and the, I mean, oh yeah, I love that. The, yeah, it's like kind of Marvel comics bad guy <laughs> looking. Like, yeah, I like it. I, li- I like it though. I'm not know? mad. Like it's yeah. dumb. I'm not saying to do it, <laughs> but I'm also not saying I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I like it better. Look, I like it better than ambulance chasing in front of uh, in like front the, of closed courthouses. Revolvers on the hip. I love that. Yeah, the revolver on the hip. I like that. Uh, I like the we're not going to take any shit kind of attitude out of them. Um, you know, and they don't do any really weird speeches that people need to pull out thesauruses for. And yeah. unlike uh, you know the ambulance chasers, uh, they actually already got a uh, trans story hour, whatever the fuck it's called that was planned for. I think it was June. Yeah. They, they already canceled it because of them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. No, that's, 
those guys, yeah, them and NSC 131, those groups have done some actual activism. Yep. They've actually gotten stuff shut down. They've actually had things done. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Patriot Front did the thing that they did where they all marched and Thomas got up there and I don't know what the fuck he was saying. Honestly, I don't know. Oh, the recent DC march? Yeah, there was a speech that like migration uh, crisis and all that other. Yeah, but like, like if you were to just listen to just what he said and like not like close your eyes and listen to what he said, it's a very hard thing to listen to for people in 2023. He uses a lot of words that uh, you know would be more you'd, you'd be more apt to hear them in like Abraham Lincoln's time. <laughs> I guess granted, you know, that's that's kind of the aesthetic he goes. For. I get that that's the aesthetic, but much like certain groups are not reviving the swastika, y'all niggas ain't reviving old old, you know, 1880s English. So Oh, I I I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I I'm, I'm just No, yeah. I mean this, I I felt like I felt like that was kind of a wasted that was I mean it was, it was like eh. A banner drop would have been better. Like, but nobody's going to listen to that. You know, honestly. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, as much as I like, as much as I like the guy, nobody ain't nobody listening. To that. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> you know. And I'm I'm being real, and it's like you know I'm, I'm look, dude. I was on the poster for fucking Charlottesville, so like, I, trust me, I know activism. Like, I've been. I'm gonna go up to the. Uh, I've been there and done that. I've actually gotten into the Washington fistfights. Monument and just read Mike Ma chapters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> but guys like guys like Matt Walsh, you know, like people get pissed, but guys like Matt Walsh do more for our cause in air quotes than any of those groups, in my opinion, you know, even as cool as Blood Tribe is and like as fucking bombastic and like, ah, that's awesome as that is. Matt Walsh has done more, you know, retard, conservative guy that works for Ezra Levant. Well, what is what what would you say just because of his documentary? Cuz of his documentary and the exposure that he has and the, the the size of his audience and what he's able to what he's able to get out there. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think his audience what do you think he's kind of accomplished though? Um a lot more awareness of how disgusting these people that we're tacitly supporting that we don't we're just yeah, trans pride whatever. You know, I guess we have to. No, now people actually are like, "Oh, what?" They do what? You know, I, I he's he's actually raised awareness. Not much uh, in the opposite of like breast cancer awareness month, like February, the month of February. Like you guys know that's like a whole month, right? Do you know and do you know anybody who's unaware of breast cancer? Honor. Uh no. Right. So do we still need an entire month of breast cancer awareness every month where literally every Wait, man, so every male has to wear pink? February, so it's also breast cancer? Yeah. It's Black History oh. Month and also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Interesting. So you got black guys wearing pink. That's a whole other conspiracy so niggas theory. Niggas is gay. Niggas is black gay wearing history both. N- niggas wearing dresses like the whole dresses thing. But chicken um, breast cancer history mold. <laughs> but no, but it's like um the awareness. You know, I don't think anybody's unaware. We gotta wake up those normies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, nobody's waking up normies. Normies aren't waking up. 
And I'm not black pilled. I'm not black pilled about that. It's just that's how it is. It's that's they can't wake up. They gotta go back to work. <laughs> right. I gotta go back to work, as a matter of fact. You know, and it's like same. <laughs> it's actually str- it's actually strange being like woke the way that we are and having to work around normal people. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, I told the guys, I watched a hockey game the other night. Right. And I, and I like don't really participate in sports stuff anymore. I watched a hockey game and it was like, wow, that was actually pretty cool. It's like, they still do these things, you know? Right. It's like, there's still like, you can still enjoy things. True. No, you can't enjoy things. Yeah, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. Sports Wait a minute, you might be breaking outside the cult. We can't let you do that, man. Yeah, you're yeah. blacklisted. Oh god, you're the blacklisting. You're out of here. The blacklisting. Oh boy, I've been getting who's blacklisted your, uh, from. Who's your presidential pick for 2024? Um. Like, who do you think is gonna win? Who do I think is gonna win, dude? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with DeSantis and Trump. It really depends. That's gonna be the ticket, man. Yeah, I think Wrong whatever happens the there. They've, the they've okay. So in the in the eighties uh, and nineties, they tried doing this thing where instead of changing presidents every four years, they're gonna change them every eight years, right? Yeah. And they did. They ran back to backs quite a bit. They try. Well, Bush Jr. Bush Senior was supposed to go back to back, but he he pissed off the Jews with that loan thing, and they put Clinton in there. Yep. And they back to back Clinton, and then they back to back Bush Jr., and then they back to back Obama, and then the Trump. There now, I don't think people's attention span. TikTok has ruined people to the point where we can't even have eight years of a president anymore consecutively. So Damn, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I think our attention spans, like, if they put a guy in there, like, well, you can do it with senators because we forget about senators. Senators just, like, go away. Like, once they're voted for, they just, like, disappear for four years, right, or two years or whatever. You, know, you mentioned uh, Bush Sr. in there. Uh, that, 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 that was just one of the reasons why he, he, he wasn't two terms. The other reason was, you know, uh, when Casey ran the CIA under him, uh, you know, with the Iran-Contra and the cocaine smuggling into Mena Air Force Base in mm-hmm. Arkansas, uh, he was under investigation for Iran Contra, and they had to have Clinton come in to clean it up, so it could be a two party uh, deal. Right, <laughs> right. Oh no, I know. We did a we did an interview with uh, Larry Nichols a long time ago. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, it with, yeah. yeah with Larry Nichols. What, what was that like? Season two? <laughs> season yeah, yeah. Season two. Um, Larry Nichols and the Clinton Files, Volume One. That was way back. We, we've been meaning to do more Clinton stuff, and we never do. Um. But yeah, Mena, Arkansas is key to a lot of a lot of things, especially cocaine, yes. especially cocaine and the CIA. But um, yeah, so I don't I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with DeSantis or they're going to do they're going to let Trump get back in there. And but like Trump's like kind of toothless at this point. Um, I don't but know. My man. conspiracy theory is, is that RFK Jr. is uh, is running as the uh as the secret thing here because uh see the democratic party even though it's all rigged they still have the still have to have the perception that it's real to the normal people up right there, you know? right this kind of thing the rfk so, thing is interesting yes and i really think what's interesting about that is is what is trump's biggest weakness it's the warp speed it's, it's him pushing the vaccine even right. with his own base so mm-hmm. it's and rfk's slick, anti-vax 
right. He's anti-war too. Mm -hmm. So, and he's a Kennedy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mm -hmm. This is actually a smart move, in my opinion. I think they're making it look like he's an outsider, but really I think he's the ultimate insider for the Democratic Party. Absolutely. I I forgot about him. I forgot about him. Yeah, RFK makes the most sense, actually, in the the sense that you just just said. Um, Yeah, he's the anti-vax, anti-war Kennedy outsider. Yes, Hmm. and he... He wins, He, you know, because what's going to happen is they'll all come together under the Democratic Party at the end, and then uh, it'll defeat, uh, it'll expand the Democratic Party, because I believe we're moving into the communist one-party state now in this country. There's no reason to have a Republican Party around anymore. It's served its purpose. It's over. The demographic change, there's no reason to have a two-party system. It's time for a one-party system. And I think that's what we're moving towards. And I think the Democratic Party is the one-party system. The uniparty, so, yeah. They've been going towards yeah. purple for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's here, and I think RFK is the slick marketing campaign to to consolidate that power. That is a very pull, that is a very very hot hot take. Yeah, he can pull a good uh, fifteen to twenty percent of the Trump base back into the Democratic fold. Absolutely, boom, and then you actually get your seventy million votes. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll tell you, if in the unlikely case they actually decide to put Trump back in, which I think is highly unlikely. I think that's actually the worst case scenario for the country because I think if they do that, they're going for total scorched earth. They're going to completely take everything down and destroy it and blame it on Donald Trump. Yep. Yeah. The interesting thing with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is that he actually has tweeted that, you know, we don't need to hold the individuals accountable for COVID. We need to like learn from it and move on. So he doesn't even want to like (laughs) hold these people accountable. He just wants to like move on from COVID. It's the whole point. It's 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 a marketing gimmick to take what's left of that 15 or 20 percent Trump base that they can peel back into the Democratic Party, because I believe that's time for a one party system. Like I said, there's no reason to play the two party charade anymore. It's done. I mean, the Republican Party is, is not it's not capable of winning a national election. I don't think I don't think the GOP, I call it the GOP, is is incapable of winning a presidential election, a national election at this point, just basically based on demographics alone. Now, I think it's impossible at this point. So. Yeah, I think and, and also I think they want to move into a one-party system because right. you know China is the sort of the system they want to unveil worldwide, and the Chinese system obviously is a one-party super state. There's no, there is no opposition. You know, and, no, and never and, forget. Well, there hasn't been China. China is the ultimate Jewish political system the ultimate jewish political system china i say that all the time and people get so mad at me china is a jewish controlled country oh but no no dude they're like based bro they're china's based they're so based (laughs) they're not they just like jews they want to emulate jews they don't want to what no dude like there's books written about the Jews in Mao and George Bush in the stuff. Oh my God. It hurts my brain to hear people talk about how the Jews and have no influence in China or have never had it. Just stop it. Shut up. That's their baby. Literally. Absolutely. China is the ultimate, the ultimate amalgamation of capitalism and communism. Right. They took they you had to have you had to have the capitalism of the United States and the communism of the Soviet Union and you splat it together and right. y- and you make Chinese. 
it's, it's weird. Jews have control over the entire world, except for conveniently China and Russia. Right. Weird. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And China already had their cultural revolution. So that's right. already been done. Right. And look, uh, I get so tired of people saying, well, China just wants to do business. That's all they want. They just want to do business. I'm so tired of hearing all these so-called right wingers say that. It's so delusional. Yeah. Speaking of Russia, well, Chabad Lubavitch headquarters is in Russia. So, you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's so blatantly. But but you don't understand. All these Jews moved out of Russia. They moved out. And Saudi Arabia, Johnny, is the second Israel, by the way. Oh, I'm my God. Yeah. The, you mean the Donmei Jews? You mean the, the Donmei Jews? Yeah. Yeah. Totally Jewish man. The Assad is the Jewish family. Like, yeah. Okay, so I I went on uh, I went on the Daily Show on 9-11 in 2017, and uh, supposedly that was the first they had ever heard of Saudi being Jewish. And like I red pilled them using fucking Wikipedia. Like it's literally in Wikipedia. <laughs> it's literally in Wikipedia that Saudi Arabia is a Jewish state. It's like. What is this amateur hour? Like literally, yeah. I was like, you guys, yeah. you know, anyways, you guys are supposed to be anti-Semites, but um, but yeah, like the Saudi, Saudi and Israel and the United States, the way they work together. If people can't see the hand in glove thing going on there, I don't know what to tell people anymore. And like with the China and Russia and and Israel stuff, the Belt Road Initiative, huh. it's all part of the Eurasian shift going yes. back to Dugan. Yes. Okay. This is this is the philosophy that the so-called dissident right has drank the Kool-Aid on. It's totally Jewish. It's about, uh, you know, transferring wealth and economic power from the West to the East. It's the Eurasian shift, the Belt and Road Initiative. Yep. And it's all by design. This is why the war, the whole Russia-Ukraine war is fake because it's just designed to destroy uh, Ukraine so they can build another economic a smart uh, country there as part of the Belt and Road Initiative. And, uh, it's, and everybody wins at the end of the conflict. You know, because mm-hmm. all the power is moving eastwardly. Yes. Yeah, and and Ukraine is strategically located to sort of manage the shift right. to the east. And look, the shift to the east—you're talking limitless slave labor for all the capitalists. It's it's a dream. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And we—I mean, we've been talking about this on on Paranormies for a while. That. I mean, if you just follow the path of empire by tracing the banks, following following the, where the banks go, right, and then you can follow the empire all the way back to Babylon. Yeah. And, it's, and it's the same. It's, it's amazingly, it's the same group of people all the way, the whole time. No doubt, man. No doubt. Hmm. But it just amazes me, you know. I, and I know you're trying to wrap it up, Johnny. I don't mean to. Delay. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Technically, it's Saturday night, but technically, I also got to work tomorrow. So, God, okay. same. Yeah. Double time, yeah. though. Double time, and we're at oh, the yeah, point. Yeah. We're at the point in the project now where they're like, for a while, it was like, well, we're not going to work this weekend because we don't want to work you too hard, and it's like, you know, they don't want to spend the money. Now it's like they're just throwing all the cash at all the overtime. We need to get this done by June first. Yeah, I know how it goes. I used to work construction, man. I know how it goes. At the end, they push you really, really. They try to get it done. They try to wrap it up very rapidly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have and I have what is unfortunately known as the curse of competency. Yeah. So, <laughs> so every morning I walk into work and they hand me a bag of flaming dog poo, and I, and they go they go, John, fix this, and and so I so I go locate what the problem is and then I and then I alleviate the problem. 
yeah, well, you know, it's always something somebody fucked up or, you know, somebody did something wrong or they forgot something. And now we have to get this. We have to get it. We have to get two one inch conduits all the way down this. I know the ceiling's already in. I know the ceiling's in, but we're going to need you to get like 200 feet of conduit up there. Well, that's the price you pay for being white. Yep. Yep. Being good at being good at my job. It's fine. I'll take it every day. Yep. Every day. So yeah. So uh, but I gotta yeah I gotta work tomorrow. So we gotta wrap it up rather shortly. Uh, we should have you guys back on again. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for having, having us on. Yeah. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Go ahead and shill your stuff, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Johnny. Uh, we're American National Radio Network on Podbean, and we're Scorpio Sledge on Odyssey, Goyam TV, and Gab, and on Telegram or the F two fifty report right on and you know you can find us at the usual spots uh thanks everybody for hanging out with us tonight over on pilled over on d live it's not too early to wrap up sorry the end um (laughs) but uh no it's literally the end and uh over on d live over on odyssey thank you everybody for joining us uh we will be live on tuesday again for the nationalist inquirer where we should post our way through the news um jack we'll have a creepy pasta for the uh podcast version of this right yeah all or right if you want to wait are we going to use the necronormicon that i did i don't know yeah to you. we'll figure it out we'll figure yeah we can we'll figure it out it'll be up tomorrow this will be up as a podcast tomorrow for all of you listening live and for those of you listening on the podcast stay tuned for the uh creepypasta yeah i almost said necronomicon all right well whatever we're gonna get out of here see y'all later time travel makes you gay i never stick my feet out from under my bed anymore why every time i did something tried to grab me and drag me under my bed i told my parents and they don't care enough to listen to me Now all I hear every night is, join me. I want to be your friend. My blanket dangles to the floor, and I can sense movement on my blanket, like him pulling my blanket slightly. And I hear faint tapping noises from beneath my bed. It's unsettling, but no one believes me, so I'm left with no choice but to try and ignore it. It took one of my favorite blankets and dragged it under the bed. I'll just find another blanket in my closet and sleep with that one. Now it's leaving me things on my bed that I swear I've never owned before, like toy cars and certain dolls. Where is it getting these things? How is it getting these things? Did it take more children before me? I feel like something is trying to pull me under, constantly tempting me with toys and even taking away my blanket. I'm not sure what it wants from me or what I'm going to do for now. All I know is that I'm on my own.